Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag 3, whoever he is. Get your clogged fascist ass out of here! Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this is, is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international over to perfume. <laughs> Hey, why the fuck is the gas so hot, bitch? Out here in the fields, I fought for my meals. My mother drove us, and rather than us be able to walk. And guess what? The first frost, you know what was happening. You had to put on your windshield wipers to get literally the oil slick off the window. That's why I and so damn many other people I grew up have cancer. Hey folks, guess you heard, this morning I tested positive for COVID, but I've been double vaccinated, double boosted. There's no excuse, no excuse for anyone being unvaccinated. This continues to be a pandemic of the unvaccinated, so we got to make more progress. I doubt it. You are fake news. Let's go, Brandon. Very fake news. You're a stupid son of a bitch. Jeez. That was four days ago, five days ago. Come on, man. Give me a little break here. All right, America, go to the YouTube right now. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. Congratulations to both of you. You're awesome. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show, frankly, the very best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do, I'm told. This is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right by my wonderful co-host, as always, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Exactly what disease does the president have? First, AIDS. He has not said AIDS yet, but I wouldn't eliminate it. Monkeypox, too. That's a distinct possibility. Ass monkeypox. (laughs) You're getting ahead of me. First, he announced it was cancer. Then it was that was denied and it was explained that it was uh, instead asthma. And then it, later in the week, it turned out to be uh, reportedly the BA5 Omicron subvariant. So I am going with as cancer 19. That's what he has <laughs> as cancer 19. Oh, uh, man, I should have read this before we went live. I wouldn't have um, taken a big dump all over your joke. <laughs> well, I didn't. Sorry. As far as as cancer 19, asthma, cancer, coronavirus. I didn't know. Do I spell it? Like asthma, A-S-T-H, or is it A-Z-Z? As... I like what you did here. Okay. I, I thought it might be a little too hard to read. Anyway, he has as cancer 19. We're going we're gonna to figure out exactly what that means. Uh, at first, I thought the, the cancer slip was the old man brain releasing the next part of the plan, that they were going to push him out, and either he actually does, or they were going to say he does have cancer, so you can't criticize him. How dare you? He has cancer. Leave him alone. And that's how they would give him something of a graceful exit. Apparently not. But we will uh, examine exactly what disease Joe Biden has and um, just how clean his handlers say he licked his plate despite that disease. Wow. Very impressive. Uh, we'll get to that. Plus, uh, Congressman and New York gubernatorial candidate Lee Zeldin is attacked on stage at a campaign event. Uh, the circumstances are bizarre. 
and the attacker claims not to have known him prior and apparently used a cat keychain, a, a plastic self-defense cat ear keychain for a weapon. But so. as was evidenced by that one video where that guy gets his carotid artery slit and doesn't even realize that he's dead and then falls dead. You could really fuck somebody up with that. That's true. Uh, yeah, I, I I do think that some of this was maybe a little overstated looking at it after the fact now. But to your point, you get a good stab in and somebody can be dead in 10 seconds flat, as that Australian sure. video demonstrated. Uh, hey, Hunter Biden may actually get charged, according to reports, but I don't really buy it. But that's what they're saying. Uh, Jerry Nadler openly admits unconstitutional intentions while passing the latest gun control bill through committee. Plus we have hoax, hate, surprise, cringe, and tonight's movie review is Joker. So stick around for that. We'll catch up with your super chats in between topics as well. 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listing material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show for as little as a buck a month over on the website. That is mattchristensenmedia.com. We also have show merchandise for sale on the site. Plus, we have offers from friendly listener owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends at Sonoran Defense Technologies. At Sonoran Defense Technologies, we understand that the two-way industry is a unique community with people from all walks of life who come together over the love of firearms and freedom. We also know that control and comfort when it comes to your firearms and gear is absolutely crucial. As such, we produce advanced stippling that provides a great-looking design with the performance to match. You will maintain a positive grip during even the most demanding situations, whether on duty or EDC. Sonoran Defense is renowned for our precision laser stippling on OEM Glock frames and CZ P0709s, which provides both aesthetic profiles and performance enhancements that are far superior to what factory textures provide the shooter. We also pride ourselves on great customer service and response time. We stand by all of our work and simply do not cut corners. It has to be perfect every time. Learn more about our brand and the full range of products and services at SonoranDefense.com. And remember, Sonoran doesn't just make the coolest custom Glocks around. They can custom laser engrave magazines, knives, drinkware. They even laser engrave the artwork on the very PC that's streaming this show right now. Get 10% off everything from our friends at Sonoran Defense using promo code G's. That's J-E-E-Z <laughs> at SonoranDefense.com for 10% off. Find everything you need from Sonoran Defense, plus other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses like Hero Soap Company, Phoenix Ammunition, Western Razor Company, and more. That's at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals by listeners for listeners. Last week, I uh, mentioned that a uh, listener named Jan had put together Soyjack meme templates for yes, the show. Yes, and uh, listener Tom took advantage of that to put us over. Episode zero, which you should never, ever watch the show before it was a show. It's not that bad. It's not so bad. <laughs> uh, I guess Tom went to the trouble of actually colorizing our soy jacks as well. So he gave you That's nice so rosy cute. cheeks. That's very polite of him. Uh, but uh, if you did not see the show last week, uh, yeah, we have those uh, soy jack meme templates available. So if you would like to make your own submission, uh, that's still linked in the description if you want to grab those. And God, it looks just like us. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty close. I got to say, uh, 
since it's only been about oh six weeks or so since I last shilled, I am ready to shill again. Uh, <laughs> Queen Susan Wiki Wiki has decreed that my channel is eligible for YouTube memberships. This is basically YouTube's internal Patreon. You can sign up mm. to support the channel directly through YouTube that way and receive all the benefits that are offered through the website, including my Google Hangouts with listeners and some other perks. On YouTube, though, you get special badges for your account avatar, plus you'll get special custom emojis for the chat. Those include Susan's face and those Soyjack uh, versions of me and blonde. YouTube tells me if I get more members, more emoji slots will become available. So perhaps we can think of some creative ways to decide some emojis. Um, we are, of course, grateful to have support for the show and for the channel wherever you may choose. Full disclosure, though, Queen Susan's fees also apply through these memberships. She takes 30%, so those emojis are costly. Uh, if you would like the most direct way of supporting the show with minimal fees, of course, head on over to the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash support. You'll find everything you need there. But just in case the emojis are worth Susan's fee to you, I figured uh, this is a feature that should be enabled. So thank you for supporting if you decide to. Uh, moving into the news, uh, I mentioned this on Wednesday when when the news came out that the charges against Jose Alba had been dropped. For a second, I felt like, oh, great, this is a win. And then I remembered how moronic it was to bring charges in the first place. In the first but place, at least he's right. not going to be prosecuted. Well, I find it hard to believe that they should have brought charge that that they didn't change their mind, uh, not because of the video footage, but because of the public pressure, the mounting public 100%. pressure. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, which which makes this whole thing infuriating. So if you guys don't remember, thirty five year old Austin Simon, he went into this New York City bodega on July first, um, and he went behind the counter after his girlfriend couldn't make a purchase because her benefits card was declined. Trying to get some chips, and the old EBT <sighs> is declined. Ooh, Rough how spot. do I not say anything about this? A confrontation <laughs> then happened in which um, Simon pushed Alba, who responded by fatally stabbing the aggressor, which isn't really exactly what happened. There was more of a, a scuffle than that. Uh, it, he didn't Simon, just get pushed and then he stabbed yes. him. I mean, it was well, more Simon like, grabbed him by the neck before yeah. the stabbing happened and was trying to drag him out. The whole It exchange, was obvious that he, he was in fear for his life. A hundred percent. And... I'm pretty sure I pulled this from some left at CNN or stuff. A confrontation ensued in which Simon allegedly pushed Alba, who responded by fatally uh, stabbing the aggressor. That's that's not at all what happened. <laughs> yeah, Simon had not only already shoved him into the wall, but grabbed him by the neck. And the premise was that he was going to physically force Alba to apologize to this young girl for yeah. apparently taking the bag of chips from her after mom's benefits card was declined that and then she was um incriminated on further video evidence which we spoke about last week um so he was arrested alba was charged with second degree murder originally setting his bail at two hundred fifty thousand dollars, but then um there was surveillance video also I'm, i'm questioning this timeline wasn't the surveillance video available at the time as far as i'm aware right away yeah Yeah. okay so i i also don't i also reject that this is the sequence of events um and then they're saying like, oh, well, it's obvious now that he was acting in self-defense. But that's not really what happened. But July 19th, uh, the DA dropped the charges against Alba. Jennifer Segal, assistant DA attorney under Bragg, issued a motion on Tuesday morning to dismiss the second-degree murder charges against Alba and provided a copy to his attorney. Hmm. Uh, this is not because of the release of the video evidence. It's because people were 
fucking pissed off. Yes. They were so which, uh, mad about this. Um, and the, and they it was were so right obvious to be. that he was trying to defend himself. They were right to be, but I share your concern that anytime we decide to prosecute or not prosecute based on not the facts or the law, but based on the passions of the public, in this case, those passions were right. Yeah. In a case where they aren't, that's big, big trouble. And so even though this is the proper outcome, number one, all the actions taken against Alba were severely unjust. And number two, this is still a way of thinking or a precedent that is going to lead to further injustice uh, down the line. But That's true. It just means that our law is not and how it's enforced is not ironclad. But we already knew that on the flip side. We already knew that we had a feeble justice system. Doesn't this give power back to the people to help? Make yeah, maybe just if I decisions? had to pick between uh, pitchforks and torches or corrupt, entrenched power interests, I guess I I'm team, this. Yeah. team pitchforks and torches, although I wouldn't say either is the ideal. But but yeah, um, I can kind of see both sides of this. Hey, speaking of urban attacks, urban, you say there was an apparent attempted hit. An attempted targeted murder in broad daylight in Lancaster, Pennsylvania on Wednesday. According to police, a still unidentified suspect exited an SUV in an apparent attempt to kill a man standing or scooting, I guess, on the sidewalk. Uh, The relationship between these two men, as far as I'm aware, is unexplained or unknown. But the attacker's gun jams and comedy uh, ensues as this would-be victim apparently grabbed a gun of his own. Check this out. He flipped the scooter. Was he looking for his mag? What? what I don't know. He tripped over the scooter and then maybe he dropped something under the scooter or maybe he momentarily thought about stealing the scooter. But then the other guy came out with a gun and he had to. (laughs) These black people can't crime. (laughs) Uh, uh, Well, um, these specific black. Clearly, this guy is bad at crime. Okay. Kamala Harris has a a point for you to consider momentarily. (laughs) I'm actually confused uh, on exactly what happened here. To summarize, according to this article, the assassin's apparent poor-fitting gloves jammed the gun, supposedly. Is that what happened? I thought maybe he just didn't have it chambered, tried to chamber the gun, and something went wrong. Apparently, the gloves jammed the gun, and I guess he did get shots off, because the victim then runs into the store and gets his own gun. The hitman can't see (laughs) well through his own mask and trips over the victim's scooter before escaping in the car. (laughs) What I'm unclear about here is that the... The, this report says that the victim, the guy who was on the scooter, is a 34-year-old black male. He was shot in both legs during the incident and was transported to the hospital in stable condition, but he runs around the whole time. And he ran away from the scene. So I, I guess I'm unclear. Was he grazed? And if so, was he grazed in both legs? Or did he actually get shot in both legs? Maybe it was adrenaline, 22 yeah. or small caliber. Or, I, I don't know. Or maybe he just had crazy adrenaline. And no, and both of his legs were shot, but he ran away anyway. There are a few times incredible. in life when you should not be cheap 
One of them is hiring a hitman. Yeah, you, know? you don't go half halfway on you that. You don't, don't pay somebody five hundred dollars for the job of like a twenty thousand dollar hitman. Yeah, that done right. And getting a tattoo. That's another one. Just don't cut corners, guys. I am curious what the fee was on this. You're right. Um, we may never know. The attacker is as of yet uh, is yet to be identified. We don't know who it is. Now, of course, uh, that that terrible story there is just further demonstration of a shocking statistic that that Kamala Harris wants us all aware of as we reconcile with the horrors of both gun violence and racism in this country. Did you know, uh, asks Kamala, that the statistical reality of of this problem is that African-Americans are only 13 percent of the population, yet they account for 62 percent of the victims of gun homicide. First of all, I'll say that I do believe in many ways we are a nation in mourning as a result of gun violence. Black people are 13% of America's population, and I think it's 62% of homicide victims to gun violence. Oh. Oh, oh. <laughs> I like she's gonna she's gonna do the thing. When you first watch that clip, you're thinking she's not gonna say it. No, no way, she's she's gonna say it. Oh, that's what she meant. Well, she says she's not done with her research. So far, she's only looked at the victims because they, of course, are the most important. Soon, she says she plans to get to the bottom of who exactly is shooting all of these African Americans. Initial suspects are white guys in hoods burning crosses, but she does need to do a deep data dive to confirm that suspicion will uh, catch up with this report when she releases her next round of information. Uh, I don't even know. There's got to be a clever way to transition to this story, but uh, this story is so bizarre. Uh, <laughs> recall uh, Gazi Kodzo, otherwise known as black Hitler on YouTube, yeah. really a viral character, say, circa 2016 17 do i have that timeline right i mean a guy who mm. would make really crazy racially charged rants about um about white people in fact uh the black hitler thing went beyond his hatred for white people apparently he as the daily beast notes in this latest article he once said Anne frank was just a karen so so the black hitler meme the black hitler title i think applies for several reasons um but apparently was arrested this week for uh, on very serious criminal charges related to his organization. He was somewhat related to his organization, which I think is just a gay black cult. Hmm. That's what I've. OK, so two men, one of them um, is Ghazi Kodzo, whose real name is something really lame. Let me see. Where is it? Augustus something. Austin, something like that. I'll, I'll get to it. Oh, Augustus Romaine. That sounds like a, an exotic form of uh, lettuce yeah. or something like that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, he and somebody else, they were arrested following a SWAT standoff in Fayetteville. Um, and after which an 18-year-old was found dead. And so it was Ghazi Kadzo's house. That It was his house. Okay. And law enforcement descended on the home on Tuesday after a person from inside the house called 911 and was like, I've been kidnapped. I've been kidnapped by these crazy faggots. <laughs> and then I guess there was like some sort of standoff and 10 people were inside, nine walked out of the home. And then they discovered that this 18 year old was dead from an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound. So now, I thought they had killed him. Right. But the allegation is that the guy shot himself, himself. when police showed up. 
I don't know. Uh, no. That was not specified. It's possible. So Kodzo told this news station that he's the owner of the home where the standoff happened. And then he raised concerns about how the 18-year-old died, saying he didn't believe the gunshot wound was self-inflicted. However, Kodzo was then charged with two counts of aggravated sodomy, conspiracy to commit a felony, false imprisonment, kidnapping, aggravated assault, assault, and criminal street gang activity. Okay, it's it's the aggravated sodomy charge here that raises a lot of uh, questions because, uh, well, I think we all generally understand what sodomy refers to. And the person who broke this uh, news to me this week, my initial reaction was, I thought the Supreme Court said that sodomy laws are unconstitutional, which they did back in 2003. <laughs> and his response to me was, well, I think the implication is forcible. So, right. um, who did they do this to? Initially, I thought it was, oh, they... they um, forced themselves on somebody who then died. That That's what I thought. You're telling me the forcible sodomy is entirely distinct yeah. from this guy who is alleged so, to have killed himself. Yeah. So what it sounds like to me is that they probably had some sort of cult faggy thing, black nationalist thing going on. And they're like kidnapping the Utes in the neighborhood. <laughs> And okay. ass raping them, right? Something I I just don't know who is alleged to have been uh, sodomized. That I'm unclear about. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it was the kid that died, though. Yeah, it it doesn't seem so. I just I thought that 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 I just jumped to that conclusion, but it doesn't seem to be the case. Uh, Ghazi is uh, apparently uh, um, he sees a silver lining here. He he posted a Facebook video upon police arrival in which he said the death and the arrest will be good for his social media following. He said more media, more followers, more, you know, advancement work, more movement, more greatness. So be it, sweetheart. Okay. So uh, career advancement for Ghazi, I suppose. Weird. Uh, all right. What about um, what about Steve Bannon? He, uh, he was convicted on his contempt of Congress charges. Yes. Um, at first I heard this and I was like, oh, no, um, he is facing up to a year for each count. He's going to be sentenced on October 21st. But Steve Bannon found guilty uh, Friday in federal court in D.C. on both counts of contempt in Congress. So I guess he's looking at two years, hmm. which isn't so bad, all things considered. Um, his defense team um, was anticipating a guilty verdict. And they said earlier in the week they intended to appeal, um, given that the judge had barred many defenses, including legal challenges to the validity of the subpoenas on the January 6th yeah. committee. I don't know how, how he could, how he could do that. I mean, I do know how, but obviously there is some legal question as to the validity of the subpoenas. Uh, yeah, well there's, there's legal questions about the legal power of this committee as a whole. Um, right. Which is your, why he defied the subpoenas to begin with. To your point on the, um, on the punishment, I uh, I want to clarify too, or or just be specifically clear. Um, I I find it surprising. I think this is what you were getting at. I'm surprised that one year is the maximum. I wouldn't. Right. I don't think that he's deserving of prison time because of the legal. To be clear, yeah. yeah, obviously he's not deserving of prison time. But I was thinking, you know, when the when the federal government is trying to to get you, they do whatever they can to throw twenty years at you and right. stuff. So, Two years, it's like, uh, I, I kind of understand where he's coming from, where he's like, I'm not going to show up and go fuck yourself. Yeah. So. So we won't learn more until October 21st, apparently, when he will uh, be sentenced. All right. 
the committee, of course, carried on this week, but ain't nobody got time for that. I don't want to talk about any of their nonsense. And also, I had to cut from the show for time. Uh, I know that Steve Bannon is not directly related to January 6th, but his testimony was uh, the Colbert team that uh, committed their own insurrection in the uh, House office building. They've What's all been the cleared. status on that. They've oh, all been cleared. Yeah. The charge, no charges for any of them. So you can be unauthorized within a congressional building, banging on doors and doing all sorts of uh, trespass, as was the vast majority of the crimes on January 6th. And in this case, uh, it doesn't matter. It does not matter one bit. Uh, Let's see. Um, Oh, a couple of Uvalde updates. Uh, Last week when we were going through all of that Uvalde surveillance footage, I mentioned we didn't have an angle of Officer Ruben Ruiz being disarmed and removed from the scene. It was reported previously that happened after his wife uh, called him to tell him that, that she had been shot. Well, since uh, body cam footage has become available and that moment is indeed captured on mm-hmm. body cam footage. Here's what that scene looked like. This is Officer Ruiz seen on the hallway video after hearing shots fired in his wife's classroom. He's seen checking his phone. We know his wife had called him to tell him she'd been shot and was dying. Hey, hey, hey. Ruben, 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 Ruben. She said she's shot, Johnny. His wife, teacher Eva Morales, was alive when police finally got to her, but died at the hospital. I expected them to, like, from what I had heard, to have thrown him to the ground. Yeah. Uh, And to emphasize that last point in the report, uh, she very well may have survived with earlier intervention. It sounds like she was still alive. I mean, obviously, she's still alive if she's communicating when he's receiving that communication. But it sounds like maybe she had a potential opportunity for survival overall had she been rescued um, earlier. And um, I had the same reaction that you did. I'm completely sympathetic with Ruiz. It's an awful Mm -hmm. scene. I, I don't mean to uh, mock his loss or anything like that. However, I did expect to see something more of overwhelming force applied to him. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that shock can manifest itself in a broad variety of ways when you're in that sort of situation. So if you learn that your wife is shot and bleeding out, uh, you know, I, I, I get that people might process that information differently. That said though, I am surprised to, I'm, I'm surprised not to see a primal moment, you know, just a, a moment where he's like, I, I, I have to go in and they, they were more forceful in stopping him. It looks like it's one guy with his hands on his shoulder. And that's one moment in time for all I know, Ruiz changed his mind five seconds later and did try that. Yeah. But based on this angle, I, I am admittedly surprised that this does not look like it was more forceful on forceful. his part. Than, right. I, than I would have expected it uh, to be or as, as I would have expected it to be. Um, anyway, uh, I also have to correct the record about the uh, uh, the school district police chief, Pete Arredondo, the alleged incident commander that day. Uh, last week, I mentioned he didn't seem to appear on that surveillance footage, and we entertained the idea that he wasn't even in the building. Now, in fairness to us, we didn't make that claim definitively. I was just wondering, where is he? I do not see him. Uh, the The implication that he might not have been in the building, though, is not true. Uh, as new body cam footage shows, he was. So I will give myself a deserved uh, fake news designation. You are fake news. 
However, the reason we know Arredondo was inside the building is not great either. He can uh, he can be heard negotiating with the shooter for a peaceful solution uh, as that teacher and several students uh, bled out. You can hear him pleading with the gunman to give up, but seemingly unaware that children may still be inside the classroom. Let me know if there's any kids in there or anything. This could be peaceful. Could you tell me your name? Anything I can know, please? Okay, it's, it can't be peaceful after he shot a bunch of kids. It can't be yeah. peaceful anymore after that. There's no more talking at that point. Uh Anyway, Do they think they were going to negotiate their way out of this or something. Uh, I don't know. Like truly, I I don't know. I'm I'm so baffled by everything in the Uvalde situation. I well, you're right. It wouldn't undo what had obviously been done. So at yeah. that point, what is it? What does it matter at this point? <laughs> yeah. So as we learn more about Uvalde, um, we will continue to update the story. It's the one story that keeps getting worse with every piece of information that comes out. On the flip side, as we'll get to later. This story out of Indiana with the kid who shot the mall mass shooter. seems like every piece of information that comes out there makes that story look better. And that kid look better. They, they really are mirror images with a lot of lessons to learn. We will get to uh, more from the Indiana story later in the show. Uh, for now, the, uh, the Biden administration health and human uh, services personnel made completely insane commentary this week. Assistant HHS Secretary Dick Levine responded to a federal judge in Tennessee issuing a block on the Biden administration's attempt to force states to allow transgender people onto sports teams, specifically students, transgender students onto sports teams and into bathrooms that they choose, uh, among other measures. Their force mechanism in this case was uh, tying these rules to the distribution of federal education dollars. So that judge said that these directives would preempt states' rights to make their own laws and rules on this matter. Dick Levine, in response, says it's very important that we empower the trans kids, not just to, you know, flop their dicks around the girls' locker room and not just to destroy those girls in the sporting event of their choosing, but also to uh, to chop that big floppy right off. It's very important. We really want to, 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 to base our treatment and, uh, and to uh, affirm and to uh, support and empower these youth, not to limit their participation in activities and sports, and even uh, uh, limit their ability to get gender affirmation treatment in their state. And just to be clear, yes, per federal guidance, per HHS guidance on the issue, gender affirming care, as they call it, does refer to surgery. Uh, that is not inferring what he means when he says that by his own department's definition, gender affirming care includes surgical intervention for minors. That's exactly How's what that he's talking for changing about. the language. It sounds so positive. You're just affirming yeah. your, your gender. Yeah. That's all. Well, and, and like anything else, affirmation, the term affirmation is kind of, it, it, it's not kind of, it is value neutral. It depends yeah. on what you are affirming. affirming. I should not affirm murderous tendencies. I should not affirm uh, whatever happened at Ghazi Kodzo's house. There are some things that are morally good that are worthy of affirmation. There are some things. Yeah. You're not that, a murderer. You're a corpse attracted person. Yeah. And I, and I don't want. <laughs> yeah, he might be. Obviously, I don't want I don't mean to say that 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 people who have these gender dysphoria issues are are murderers or are, are rapists or something like that. What I mean is that, that they have a, a, an issue 
that is is worthy of attention. But that doesn't mean that we affirm them and enable the delusion and and call that some kind of uh, some kind of treatment or some kind of benefit for them. Right. Your point on uh, on on this uh, new speak language, gender gender affirmation care, gender uh, gender affirming care, all of these things. Well. There's another one they have on the issue of um, it's not really on the monkeypox issue, but it's adjacent. They are still calling it monkeypox, by the way, even though it was declared racist like a month ago. I guess they haven't come up with the new not racist uh, name for monkeypox. So this week it was announced uh, that that two kids have monkeypox, very, very young kids. In fact, one is a toddler in California and the other is a non-resident infant. I don't know what that means, but an infant with some sort of unclear immigration status who was transiting through D.C., Washington, D.C., according to the CDC. Now, you might say, hey, uh, I have been reliably informed that monkeypox is uh, almost exclusively transmitted through certain forms of homosexual intercourse. And you would be correct, uh, not just according to me, but according to CDC director Rochelle Walensky, who confirms these children do have household contacts, uh, contacts, <laughs> what kind of contact you might wonder. They do have household contacts who enjoy such activities, but she refers to them with another new speak term. They aren't just gay guys anymore. They are. <laughs> let me get it right. They are part of the men who have sex with men community. This is not new. We it's do not new? have right. seen now two cases that have occurred in children. Both of those children um, are traced back to uh, individuals who come from the men who have sex with men community, the gay men, uh, men community. Um, and so when we have seen those cases in children, they have generally been what I call adjacent to the community most at risk. Yeah, they're, they're the old MSMs. I've never heard that before. The men who have sex with men community. Yes, but only because I've read tons of research papers about whatever illness I'm worried about because I'm a total oh. hypochondriac. It's this is a the... medical term? So she's actually not off base with this. It's it's not new in the last 10 years. probably. Really? Yeah. The men but who have sex with men community. It's very awkward to say. It is. And I'm not really sure that it's... um. In the way that other colloquialisms are hiding what people, it, doesn't it just expose what they do more? <laughs> I, like I the, guess. In the yeah. men who fuck other men in the ass community. Yeah. Like, well, and I was confused too because it sounds <laughs> awfully uh, trans exclusionary. It, it, it's uh, right. What are men and who are they? Who are these men that they're having sex with? Yeah. I hate Rachel Rochelle Walensky, but um, I'm gonna have to give her a pass on this. And then afterwards, she says gay, but that like she shouldn't have said it. <laughs> That's kind of. Yeah, I don't know. I fair fair point of clarification. I guess this is a a term of the medical uh, discipline or the medical. Maybe industry. I'm wrong. I'm not a doctor. Uh, that's the first time I remember hearing that. But uh, but returning to the original point, are we allowed to ask any more questions? Because um, <laughs> you do have to be an awfully close contact with the men who have sex with men community. Like how close and still you, know, you can do that. You can be in pretty close contact and still not get monkeypox. You have to have a, a pretty specific form of close contact, generally speaking. So what type of close contact did these very young children uh, have? And the last thing I'll say about monkeypox, this was a, a great tweet by Matt Walsh. I thought, you know, given that, that we've identified the issue here, as the CDC describes, we are all very eagerly uh, awaiting for the men who have sex with men community to be lectured by the public health authorities like Rochelle Walensky about their 
viral irresponsibility in the same way that the rest of us were lectured for going to the grocery store or going to the restaurant. I have not heard a lot of uh, high and mighty talking down to the men who have sex with men community about yeah. um, specifically the men who have sex with random men community, which is a subset, but it seems to be a particular problem in this area. Men who have sex with anonymous men, anonymous yeah. men who have sex with, this is getting too long. Yeah. Can't we just say faggots? Let's just bring it back. Please CDC. Could you please simplify the language? Faggot pox. <laughs> All right. Uh, last thing I'll mention before we get into the major news stories. Of course, there have been not many times the Simpsons have been uh, prophetic over the years, predicting future events with shocking accuracy. Until about 2010, uh, I think I watched probably every Simpsons episode ever made. What season was that? That's got to be you 20. Quit? Around 2010, <laughs> I stopped. Um, and... I think around the time I stopped watching, people would say that it was it wasn't funny long before that. But I think it's really fallen off, especially since I've fallen off, especially with the the removing a poo and all of that, that whole episode and some of the other cleansing that it's done. Uh, anyway, um, there was there was to these themes of insane gender contradictions and just absolute mm -hmm. gender nonsense. This clip from a 2006 episode was circulating on Twitter this week, and I think it's worth a play. Just to show how twisted our culture has become in just the last 15 years or so, I had to distort the clip a little bit to get around Susan's copyright bot, so bear with me, but listen. Today we celebrate the first of many, 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 many diversity forums. Why is it that women appear to be worse at math than men? What is the source of this illusion? Or as I call it, the biggest lie ever told. You're a worse version of Hitler! Please believe me, I, I understand the problems of women. See? <laughs> the principal's a tranny! Am I wearing... Women's clothes? I didn't notice. When I look in my closet, I don't see male clothes or female clothes. <laughs> They're all the same. Are you saying that men and women are identical? Oh, no, of course not. Women are unique in every way. Now he's saying women and men aren't equal. No, no, no. It's the differences of which there are none that make the sameness exceptional. Just tell me what to say. Oh, God. <laughs> They were right. They were right about that. But then they went woke. So yeah, it sucks. It's you like you, you saw what was coming with such clarity and then you submitted to it. Uh, yeah, but, to bitch out. But, they, but man, that line, it's right. the differences of which there are none that makes the sameness exceptional. <laughs> and that could be a Kamala quote. That could be a corporate slogan. And and uh, the, the part I don't want to uh, ignore Nelson calling Skinner a tranny that would never that would Ever never fly. fly. Today. This was 2006, you said. Yeah, Ooh, I'm yeah. surprised they aren't flogging themselves now for doing it then. Jeez. But uh, yeah, just um, another one of those clips that's interesting to think about in retrospect. All right, let's talk about uh, whatever disease Biden has <laughs> this week. Uh, he's had apparently every disease known to man with the exception of AIDS and maybe monkeypox, but it started with an unexpected announcement that he has cancer. Uh, the explanation for that gaffe is that he has asthma. And then just when you think you have that figured out, he got coronavirus too. So again, we're calling it as cancer 19 Biden has as cancer 19. Uh, and uh, 
we'll see how how close he gets to the men who have sex with men community before he uh, contracts monkeypox as well. But he's hanging on by a thread. It all started on Wednesday. Biden was speaking at a former coal fired uh, power plant in Massachusetts about his plans to address climate change. And during that speech, he told a story about how growing up in Delaware near, near oil refineries, oil slick would get on his mom's car windshield. And this oil slick uh, caused him and many he knew to get cancer. And because it was a four lane highway that was accessible, my mother drove us and rather than us be able to walk. And guess what? The first frost, you know what was happening. You had to put on your windshield wipers to get literally the oil slick off the window. That's why I and so damn many other people I grew up have cancer. And why cancer yeah. the longest time. Delaware had the highest cancer rate in the nation. Okay. Jeez. Oh, so many questions. Did the oil cause it? That's yeah. It's uh it's an odd it's an odd claim even if you take it at face value. But but just to be clear too, on what tense he's using, the White House transcript, it is present tense. Quote, that's why I and so damn many people that I grew up with have cancer. H-A-V-E, have cancer. Not had cancer, have cancer today. The White House says that he's talking about skin cancer. According to the AP fact check, Dr. Uh, or Biden's doctor uh, says that he indeed had skin cancer removed before he became president. It was publicly disclosed at the time. Biden's personal physician confirms. Uh, fair enough. Uh, but to the question you asked, how the hell does oil slick on the windshield cause skin <laughs> cancer? Skin cancer yeah. And to the point that I was talking about grammatically, why is it not had cancer? I have cancer today because when I was a boy, my mom was driving me around and there was oil slick on the windshield. Okay. It, it, it's actually looking into this. The, 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 the real explanation is the simple and obvious one. It is just old man brain nonsense. I, I didn't see this until later in the week. Biden told the exact same story in April. But in that version of the story, he said the oil slick is why he and everyone he knows has asthma. Huh. This is the God's truth. And you get in the car and there's a little frost on the window. Turn on the windshield wiper. There'd be an oil slick. Not a joke. I have asthma and 80% of the people who, in fact, we grew up with have asthma. It's the exact same story when you listen to it in full context. Maybe this is an old man brain thing. But does he actually have asthma? I don't know if that's true either. <laughs> I'm just I'm granting the point, but but broad picture here too. The pres many people made this point. It's worth repeating. The president straight up announced he has cancer, and the explanation is calm down. Who cares? That's not even the craziest <laughs> thing he said this week. When the senility is so normalized that an unexpected cancer announcement is actually to be expected. We, we are in trouble and that's where we are currently. And then the very next day, at least I think it was, was it Thursday or Friday? I can't remember, but within the next 48 hours, uh, Biden finally, uh, he's announced that finally after two plus years, he's tested positive for coronavirus. So here's his video announcing that he has coronavirus. Hey folks, guess you heard this morning. I tested positive for COVID. But I've been double vaccinated, double boosted. Symptoms are mild, but I'm doing well. I'm getting a lot of work done. I'm going to continue to get it done. And uh, 
And in the meantime, thanks for your concern and keep the faith. It's going to be okay. Is it possible it was just easier for them to admit that he, or just say that he had COVID than to deal with the cancer allegation? <laughs> Maybe. I, I do love the uh, the language or the rhetoric of, hey, calm down. Everything's going to be fine. Yeah, I, I I and we said that for two years and, and everybody who said such things was called conspiracy theorists and science deniers and all this. That we're putting people at risk by saying, calm down. Everything is going to be OK. Mm. And yet here's the president now that he has it saying, oh, it's not a big deal. I have coronavirus, but it's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. His symptoms, if you are concerned, apparently very mild, just a runny nose, cough and uh, body aches, as well as a sore throat. His doctor says uh, as of today, he has improved significantly and his symptoms were mild to begin with. His doctor does believe he has the BA5 subvariant of Omicron, the currently prevalent strain in the U.S., uh, the Babylon Isn't Bee reports. Isn't it supposed to be more deadly? More uh, contagious, but but at least as far as I understand, less deadly. But I guess relative to what? Are you saying relative to Omicron or relative to the original Rona? The original, I suppose. I think it's a lot less deadly than the original Rona, but I don't know how so it compares to... So we're decreasing in, in mortality. They're following that, that um, trend in the narrative, right? That it is more contagious, but less dangerous. Right. Yeah. Okay. The um, the Babylon Bee reports that Biden was able to rush to several nearby little girls to get one last good sniff in before he loses his <laughs> sense of smell. So that is good news. Biden uh, is doing so well, in fact, that the White House Coronavirus Response Coordinator, Dr. Ashish Jha, says that Biden ate his entire dinner and even showed him a clean plate afterward. And as you all saw just a few minutes ago, the president is doing better. He slept well last night. Uh, he ate his breakfast and lunch. I fully. He actually showed me his plate. Jean uh, says the diaper afterward was tougher. Biden tried to put his hand in his own poop when Jean was changing it, which made for a little bit of difficulty. But uh, other than that, he's being a very, very good boy. Joe Biden is. They should just do this every day for him just because he's old. Like, <laughs> look, he cleaned his plate. Yeah. Uh, Biden's past. Uh, Biden um, uh, will remain in uh, isolation until at least uh, Tuesday, apparently. But of course, uh, all of this comes in juxtaposition to the lectures that we have received throughout his presidency about the vaccine and supposedly preventing all of this. These are just two examples of what has been a near daily or weekly occurrence from either him or his team. In January, Biden was saying this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. And then back last July, right about a year ago, saying that if you get vaccinated, you will not contract coronavirus. (laughs) There's no excuse, no excuse for anyone being unvaccinated. This continues to be a pandemic of the unvaccinated. So we got to make more progress. You're OK. You're not going to you're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Yeah. A liar. OK. And of course, it's, it's since morphed to, well, the vaccine does nothing to stop transmission. It only lessens symptoms. Where did you get that it stops transmission? That, that, that's not that's not what it does. Well, yeah, we got it from you. Uh, the other defense I've heard is that, well, there, there's been variants since then, bro. The variants, obviously, the vaccine isn't as effective against the variants. I'm sorry. When he was making these statements, Delta was a thing. 
Omicron yeah. was a thing in January, I believe, even unless I'm mixing up the timeline. The variants existed when he was making those statements that we just showed. That's not new. And um, maybe you want to be courteous or generous to them and say, well, well, maybe they just they thought that the vaccine was going to be better at stopping transmission than it was. Uh, no, this should be uh, much more significant news. But uh, another shocking admission on Friday, Dr. Deborah Burks, you remember her? She was the White House coronavirus uh, coronavirus response coordinator uh, until Trump left office. The scarf lady. Mm hmm. She was on Fox News. She said she knew the whole time that the vaccines were not going to effectively stop transmission. It's just they didn't want to say that because people would think that they wouldn't reduce symptoms either. Listen to this. You should get vaccinated and boosted because we do believe it will protect you, particularly if you're over 70. I knew these vaccines were not going to protect against infection. And I think we overplayed the vaccines and it made people then worry that it's not going to protect against severe disease and hospitalization. It will. But let's be very clear. 50% of the people who died from the Omicron surge were older, vaccinated. The... Uh... We uh, made a mistake with the way that we were lying to you because it didn't help achieve the, the ends. Yes. Uh, and the, the clip was sort of cut in, in an awkward way there. But what she says at the end, yeah, why would you question if it um, if it uh, works uh, against symptoms, which I, when I would never do, of course, Susan. But considering this is what she was saying, that only half of the people who died of Omicron were vaccinated. Yep. Yeah. How could I ever question the efficacy if it's only half of the people who died of Omicron were fully vaccinated? That was her last the last part of her statement. So preventing transmission was an admitted lie and they knew it was a lie. And you can pair this with Fauci's admitted lies. He said masks didn't work and then later said he only said that because he wanted to make sure that masks were available for healthcare workers. There are many lies. How are in there. we supposed to trust these people? Like, and then they're going to fault us for not trusting them. Yeah, That's so foolish. He admitted to the New York Times that he made up herd immunity numbers to influence people to get the vaccine, and then of course he denied that there was any funding for Wuhan gain of uh, Wuhan lab gain of function research while acknowledging funding for the Wuhan lab and then redefining gain of function research. It's not just piecing together and uncovering their lies. They tell you that they lie. They okay, admit hi, yeah. that they knew information, that the information they were giving you was incorrect, and they did it anyway, or at least misrepresented, if not outright incorrect, exaggerated, distorted. They did it anyway to influence your behavior. And that's a great indicator of why you you can never listen to these people. Their interest is not giving you the best information they have. Their interest is trying to control you. They're telling you that. That is the message of every single time they say these things. We don't give information based on what the truth is. We give information based on how we think it will influence you to act. Can't trust them. Yep. Yeah. And people still do. Uh, Unbelievable. They call us conspiracy theorists for being like, why would you trust the government? They are lying to you. They are telling you that they're lying no, to you. It's not, it's not me or us saying they lie. That's her saying right there. Well, she doesn't we use lie. the word lie, granted, but she's saying, I really think we misrepresented this. And I think we misrepresented this in pursuit of a specific outcome yeah. to get you to do something. Uh, anyway, uh, Godspeed to the president and his uh, as cancer 19. Uh, his struggles have been... Uh, 
commemorated at the site of his infamous bike accident last month, at least temporarily, <laughs> that spot near Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, where he fell on his bike. Oh, these pictures are hilarious. The that was marked on it. Google Maps as Brandon Falls. And it had a five star rating until Google unceremoniously removed oh. the landmark and the title. But Brandon Falls was a Google destination for a minute. And um, as far as Biden's other failures, uh, get ready for another potential one, a major one later this week. The second quarter GDP report is expected Thursday. And if it shows another quarter of economic shrinkage, we uh, officially <laughs> will be or have In a recession. Yeah, we'll have completed uh, a quarter of recession, again, defined as two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth. Of course, we've already had one. Uh, and I think the reality is that we clearly are. And they'll find some way to tinker with numbers or otherwise deny it. That's that's my expectation for how this will go. But you don't have to just speculate that they're already trying to redefine the term. Mm -hmm. uh, they're trying to get out ahead of this. The, the, listen to the this first paragraph in a White House blog post from Thursday. Quote, what is a recession? Well, some maintain that. Two consecutive quarters of falling real GDP constitute a recession. That's what it's always been. That is oh, neither God. the official definition, which they don't provide, nor the way economists evaluate the state of the business cycle. Instead, both official determinations of recessions and economists' assessment of economic activity are based on a holistic look at the data. That's the definition. Holistic look at the data, including the labor market consumer and business spending, industrial production, and incomes. Based on these data, it is unlikely that the, that the decline in GDP in the first quarter of this year, even if followed by another GDP decline in the second quarter, indicates a recession. So when you see that the GDP, the sum of everything we produce, that this country is getting less productive, that our economy is weaker, just remember the fundamentals of our economy are strong. Don't listen to that silly ages-old definition. Well, they're trying to cook the books by incorporating this labor market data, which is bullshit because the economy went to a complete halt for two years. So obviously we're going to be trending upward. Yeah, we're clearly in a recession. It's amazing how it's the best recovery ever relative to one of the worst troughs in recent history. Uh, anyway, and it's also even if you think that coronavirus is hugely responsible for this, and I agree, I would say I agree that the panic at the start would be responsible for a lot of economic uh, poor economic outcomes. How did we avoid a recession in the height of the panic, say spring into summer 2020? Here we are two years removed staring at a recession. How could that yeah. be? The more we learned about the virus, the worse the economy got. That is not uh, authentic fear about the virus. That is someone or many people with their, thumbs on the economic scale manipulating things so uh we shall see thursday is the expected date to get the those data that don't matter at all and you shouldn't pay attention to um what do you think we're right about before the top of the hour but we could talk a little bit of hunter biden it'll probably be pretty sure. quick i think yeah, yeah. okay um uh, we'll talk about the conclusions that that uh, we'll come to with this but i think this is all just bullshit because fox news and cnn are reporting the same thing whenever that happens i'm like what's sources going say. on here sources say yeah so they reported on wednesday that the delaware grand jury probe of hunter biden was at or near 
a critical stage. Mm. Sources telling CNN that officials recently discussed potential potential tax charges and a potential charge for making a false statement in connection with a handgun purchase. I also read some things about interstate prostitution trafficking charges, which I've, I don't really know why this is a thing. The, the woman has consented to have sex. You, you, you just can't take her across state lines. I guess the feds have jurisdiction over such things. That's how they, that's how the feds uh, get their hands in prostitution for lack of a better way of phrasing it. But you get what (laughs) I mean. Yeah. That's stupid though, from a moral perspective, like it's no worse. It's not, it's not interstate uh, child trafficking or anything like that. Uh, Yeah. To the extent that uh, all parties consent to the financial transaction, I would agree that there is a moral distinction there, though. I would also say it doesn't mean that it's a, moral transaction but it's not the same yeah. thing as kidnapping i, I grant but he's that. looking at at 10 years for that one uh just that one wow just that one and, yeah and i wonder the handgun charges of course him saying that he's not a drug user when in fact he was provably a drug user a drug when he bought user, his right. gun so previous reports have said the investigation also involves suspicions of money laundering which we knew and violations of federal lobbying laws um tied to uh his overseas business dealings so we knew all of this and that's that's it though it's like that's oh, the, he, that's the breadth of it i don't care I about any of this other but shit. that's treated as secondary it's like oh he moved right. some hookers across state lines and he bought a gun fraudulently I, yeah. I agree that those would be violations of federal law but that's not that's not what anybody cares about that's yeah. at the heart of this yeah and i i really have a problem with all of these leaks i think that the the hunter biden leaks have actually been um Pretty bad for the right and bad for our arguments about Hunter Biden because the uh, the the what is the word I'm looking for lascivious nature. It's, it's, it comes off as tabloid material to a person who is not paying attention to the full details, and you can dismiss it as like some kind of Jerry Springer type topic. And it totally obscures all of these. Yeah. Um, that, that can't possibly but i was the word i was thinking my brain is working more uh, but but it obscures all of the all of the business dealings that yeah. we're on the right are much more interested in they're much more material um so anyway so reports these anonymous reports probably to cnn they suggest that a generous plea deal for him is in the works and i think that's probably what's going on because why is this taking so long yeah the charges that they are talking about as this analyst in the new york post is quoted as saying they're not if you were organizing a case on that front it's not that hard to organize that case and if people are curious about the deadline well the the deadline is apparently that it's justice department standard practice not to bring what could be perceived as a politically hot charge within 60 days days. of the election but joe biden's not running so i think that it's not it's not really going to matter i think they just wanted to kind of run it up to this date to make it look like like they were going to use this as an excuse and then the entire time they they were just working on this really extensive plea deal yeah maybe that could be uh he, i have a clip of cnn's reporting on it uh, if you're ready for that yeah all right let's check this out federal investigators are reaching a critical decision a critical decision point on whether or not to charge the president's son hunter biden sources tell cnn no final decision has yet been made but charges could include alleged tax violations and lying about buying a gun when he technically was not allowed to Who cares? because of his acknowledged struggle with drug addiction. Why do investigators need to decide soon on whether or not to charge Hunter Biden? One factor that prosecutors are confronting 
is the midterm elections. And there are Justice Department guidelines about bringing any politically sensitive cases around an election. That deadline is uh, effectively 60 days before the election. So that implies that there could be a decision soon about what steps they want to take, or they could decide to wait until after the elections in November. We know one thing about Merrick Garland is that he is going by the book, right? Everything he does is by the book. Mm-hmm. I love that part of the clip. Oh, Merrick Garland always plays it by the book. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember just a few weeks ago when the Justice Department was issuing statements saying they disagree with Supreme Court rulings. As far as I can tell, never done before. Why are we doing this? That's nonsense. That's not by the book. Uh, targeting parents as domestic terrorists because <laughs> they were a little uh, a little uh, enthused at a school board meeting. That's that's playing it by the book. Uh, remember too, Merrick Garland tried to sue Georgia mm-hmm. over their state's voting laws under the grounds that they were discriminatory and against the uh, against federal law in the matter. Georgia's voter turnout in the last election uh, was uh, it set records, I believe. It was mm-hmm. it was an all time high, at least for that uh, that kind of off year election, or maybe it was their their primaries. I think is is what that was referring to. He's doing the same in Arizona, I believe, too, going after Arizona state laws uh, that they've passed. Again, under the premise that that's a violation of federal law, usurping states' rights to define electoral rules for themselves. That's not by the book. So this Merrick Garland, oh, he's just a man of principle. No, this guy is insane. Merrick Garland. Does the left really believe that about him? Uh, the, uh, the, I, I use, I, the, the argument that, that Merrick Garland should have had a Senate hearing for Supreme Court, you know, I kind of get I kind of get the argument that the process should have been seen through. That doesn't mean senators have to vote to confirm him. But when Obama nominated him, maybe the process should have happened. It wouldn't matter anyway because they still would have voted no. Mm. But at the time, it was like, oh, how could you reject this moderate man of principle, Merrick Garland? That guy not being on the Supreme Court is a major bullet dodged. That is oh, a, yeah. it's a very important can you imagine? Piece of history. Although, could it be worse than Katanji Brown? Well, let's put it. Think of the outcome, though, because if if he's on the court, Neil Gorsuch isn't. Right. You either never get the Mississippi Row Challenge to come, or if it does, I'm not talking about like yeah. in the timeline of events in which things actually occurred. Yeah. Like if we had to switch Katanji Brown, choose between oh, at this point in time, Katanji Brown, and Merrick Garland, it couldn't possibly be worse. Um. Well, uh, I know Merrick Garland's record as AG, and I'm not a fan. I know Katanji Brown Jackson's record as a federal judge. I'm not a fan of that. Also I also am not a fan of her saying to the Senate during confirmation that she has no opinion on the theory of natural rights. Yeah. So, man, I, I'm going to call that potato potato. To be honest, I, I, I would not. That's true. These, pick these either to be better than the other. Judges vote very predictably anyway, so I yeah. suppose they're interchangeable. Um. Anyway, on uh, on Hunter, the only way I see this this happening with any sort of. Uh, any kind of penalty for Hunter Biden would be is if it's somehow advantageous for DNC purposes. Like they need to push Joe Biden out of the way and and establish some reason to do that, create some controversy to do that. That's the only way I could see it. But I think mm-hmm. I, I I am not uh, I don't have all the the best knowledge of the inner workings of the Justice Department, but it does seem like the the analyst predictions are probably right. It's going to be some kind of plea deal that amounts to next to nothing. And yep. uh, it's not like he's going to be going to to prison for an extended period of time or something like that. Anyway, uh, do you have anything more to say on this? Well, let's dip into some super chats before this next story. All right. Yeah, we'll get to uh, Lee Zeldin after the break, but we'll take uh, 
we'll, we'll check in with your chats now. Uh, if you're ready to go, go for it. Yeah, sure. Jeffrey O'Neill. If all Western governments use anarcho-tyranny to crush dissent but protect the violent, I don't think voting our way out is an option. Is a controlled collapse possible when police hunt pronoun deniers? Hmm. Um, a controlled collapse? I mean, is there such a thing? Aren't those the conflicting terms? The nature of a collapse is that it, it's somewhat uncontrolled. It's a collapse. Well, even if you have a controlled explosion, the building is still um, collapsing uncontrollably. Yeah. I mean, I grant the, the premise of a controlled demolition in the context of a building. I'm trying to think of an example. And I'm not the greatest historical mind, but an example of successful controlled demolition as a a political move in the past for restoring a country, I suppose. Well, secession, that is that is what controlled collapse is. Uh, yeah, that would be the attempt. Uh, the result was obviously catastrophic. Um, Modern secession. You're talking about today. Yeah. Yeah. I think that if we were going to introduce this concept of controlled collapse, the only way to you could, that you can do a nonviolent uh, restructuring of the governmental system would be with secession. Yeah, really to walk away. Way. Yeah. They're uh, they're not going to allow that though. Uh, police on pronoun denial. Yeah, it's a real problem. Uh, Robin D. Banks, man, I once made love. I was giving a speech, and he just couldn't wait to hit it. Uh, he was surprised when I took him to the floor and got on top of him before he could even blink. No harm done. Fine I don't want to hear any more of these lies. I don't want to hear it at all. Thank lies, you. truth. I don't want to know. <laughs> Daniel Kunkel, Dr. Burks has recently admitted twice. I knew these vaccines were not going to project against infection. And I think we overplayed the vaccines overplayed Is that the new term for lied. We did just discuss it, but you got there first, Mr. Kunkel. It needs to be more significant news. I'm surprised that it isn't. Um, obviously I guess I'm not surprised in the CNNs of the world, but even among alternative media, quote unquote, right wing media, I see it, but I don't see it as big of a story as I think it should be. And I'm part of that too. I buried it. 45 minutes into a show and it should have been up front. Instead, we were well, talking we had other about important um, stuff to talk about botched hits and uh, black Hitler getting arrested. I think those are important. Stories. Yeah, clearly uh, cunning runt <laughs> 55 year old father of five with eight grands. Listen every morning for the last few years. Thanks for hoax hate. Also try watching clerks and clerks too. FG Bay, uh, JB. Um, I've seen clerks like a long time. I assume you haven't seen clerks. I have not. It did get nominated at least once, but it was not. Selected. Kevin Smith, man. I liked dogma as we famously disagreed on, but, uh, so I, I could see myself liking it, but I don't know. I bought PN, my man. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Robin D banks. The year of the red pill continues. Be not dismayed. Press the advantage. Things will get tougher, but it has to hurt if it's to heal. Let's better ourselves and press the advantage any way possible. You're so jokey that when you read something serious, I'm like, we love Did you. Did I just say the end? You're word? very special. <laughs> you got to be careful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, thank but you, Ibot and Robin. Oh, this is disgusting. What do you got? Frothy meat flaps. Oh, it's just the name of the user. It's not even the chat. Ugh. Got it. Ugh. Growing up, I heard a million times that diversity is a good thing in society, but I never questioned it until recently. Beyond a variety of different foods. What benefit can you guys think of? Um, ugh, I, I can't even steal man this. The, the food thing is the only thing. I guess uh, it benefits children that have a brain wired to be a polyglot. And so they can be exposed to multiple languages. And like maybe that. Hmm. Um, I do think that there's benefit in having worldly knowledge in, in knowing about all the different people and histories of the world and all of that. 
I think that that's valuable. Um, that said, do I think that there's value in forcing these things together? No. Um, and do I think that if you do force people of different sets of values together that you inevitably create conflict? Absolutely. It's, um, <laughs> there has to be a unifying set of principles or a society will not stay together. Why would you stay together if you don't agree right. at a base level foundation? So if diversity comes at the cost of agreement on foundational principles, it is not of uh, at least important value, if any value at all. Uh, it, it's one of those things. I don't, yeah, I don't agree that it's a value for its own sake, uh, which it seems yeah. to be presented as. Yeah. Um, Boogeyman says, thanks as always for doing it live. Cheers. Ah, thank you. Very thank much. you. Let's thanks for do, keeping it live. Appreciate it. I know. Um, let's just do a few more. James Rogers. I just want to show my appreciation for you posting the BLM video. I saw it last week and it was, Oh, am I going to sneeze? And it was such a red pill moment for me. I'm a bit of a liberal, but that movement has gone too far. Hmm. I don't know if I'm on the left anymore. You know, James, we all come from the left in one way or another. I was a weed-smoking libertarian that was basically a nominal leftist. Skag was an avowed leftist, voted for Obama twice. I did. Just come on, just come on over here. Yeah. Just, it's fine. It's okay. Uh, be a little bad. Thank you for be, being willing to challenge your preconceptions or challenge what you thought to be true, it, even if only because reality or at least a particular story slapped you in the face. That's ha that's how it happens for all of us. For me, it was people yeah. shutting down Trump by force and celebrating that as some kind of win. The uh, BLM I, thing, I can see how that would be. Well, this story effective. in Minneapolis, we talked about it last weekend with the, the woman who was saying that guy tried to shoot me and they're all telling her to yeah. shut up. Yeah. So I looked into that a little bit more. I came back to that story because I thought that was really interesting. They released the body cam footage later in the week. It is exactly what she described. When police show up, it's it's so funny because there's a six hour standoff with this guy, and it's mm -hmm. and he's he appears to be like high or drunk out of his mind, yelling at police from his window, and you have almost the police officer from Fargo. Hey, Mister Sunberg, uh, could you please come out? We're uh, we're just looking to have a chat with you. We don't want anybody to get hurt, okay? And he's just. <laughs> He's got like, you know, rap music blaring. He's got his, he's got a bottle. He has a gun on him, if not on his person at the time. That's sort of disputed. Um, but yeah, it, it was, uh, it was even when they first, the, the first responding officer, knock, 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 Minneapolis police department, bang, bang, bang. Oh, shoot. Oh my God. It's just, he's got several rounds coming right through the door in front of him. Missed the first cop by foot or two at most. And what are they supposed to do? Just let themselves get killed so that it doesn't piss off black people? Oh, and that that those parents that you talked you mentioned that the 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 some of the people lecturing her were the parents. Yeah, they are awful. I mean, just, what else did they do? Oh God, they they lied. The the dad says that Minneapolis police didn't let him talk to his son during negotiations. There's multiple clips of him talking to him over the loudspeaker, telling him to speak with negotiators. Um. They're saying that if, if their son was white, he'd still be alive. Uh, they the dad said about the woman who was in the street. Oh, I, I really sympathize with um with her. It must be really hard to have bullets flying through your apartment. But these are separate instances. There's what happened to her. And then we're here for what happened to our son, which is he got shot by the police. Why did he get shot by the police? Because of the same instance, the same event. <laughs> totally different. Completely separate instance. You can't really conflate the two. They're just, they're insane. These parents, I, 
I, I'm sympathetic with any parent who suffers the loss of a child, even if it's completely justified. That's hard to handle. But you can't do this public tour blaming everybody when your son was. It's, this is not like an accidental discharge. Whoopsie, like a round went through the wall. It, he unloaded on her apartment door. It, there yeah. are a lot of shots. Well, they have to double down with their mistake of adopting him in the first place. It, it would so, seem so. I don't know what the psychology of it is, but. Really, they should be coming out and saying, like, if you are a self-loathing white person, do not adopt a child from Africa. It ends badly sometimes for us. Ethiopia we, didn't work out for us. Try Somalia. We recommend <laughs> Mogadishu. <laughs> I heard there's some non-murdering, non-future criminals in their population. All right. Um, you good on YouTube or? We Yeah, we can circle okay. back. Let me, let me grab just a couple on Tippy Stream. I know we're a little bit behind here, but <laughs> come on. Uh, this guy's first name must be Albert. Albert Nulsex? A Nulsex. Ah. Huh. The scariest part of Biden getting sick is the possibility of Kamala Harris or Pelosi becoming president. Well, I agree that I would I don't want anything to do with those. But at this point, I'm wondering how much worse could anybody else be? And this guy, I just think this guy is a puppet for those people anyway. Though uh, we might learn that lesson the hard way. I take your point. Anti-Bolshevik garden tools and thoughts. I don't even I'm sure that's a reference that's objectionable vp harris recently uh, doled out hate facts and said black people are 13 percent of america's population and make up 62 percent of the gun homicide victims i think she is thinking about the um thinking about oh she's thinking about uh 2024 and the larry elder vote well it is a very odd way to characterize the data the the just the victims just the victims not who did the killing just the victims uh, but if, if Kamala Harris and Larry Elder ever come together, that will be quite the sight. Phil says Kamala doing the uh, despite being 13 percent of the population was the highlight of the week. Sure, excuses will continue to be made about why it is this way, but it was still funny to hear. Nonetheless, it, it that clip is amazing because she almost pauses to just 13 percent of the population, but 62 <laughs> percent. Of the homicide victims. Like it's just, I know. She just lets it hang. Maybe she's trolling us. Phil also says, how long before we get the Sodom and Gomorrah treatment? We must have a few uh, righteous people left left here, but the cupboard has uh, been getting pretty bare now. Unrelated. <laughs> Got to be careful. <laughs> Come on, Phil. Well, this, I assume he's talking about the administration of due process of law. He says, uh, hmm. You can do it. Well, it, in the old days, when they used to administer <laughs> justice at the gallows, not anymore because that's clearly wrong. Uh, he says that the uh, that method, uh, the, the resources needed for that method were reusable. So it's a, a good a good use of resources. Uh, in the olden days, rope was <laughs> reusable. I see. When I see. rope was put to such purposes before we became much more civilized. <laughs> Risen Victory says, at first I thought Biden's teleprompter was run by someone making 76 cents on the dollar, but he uh, he was still reading too good. Uh, so I was convinced Biden just had old man brain. But plot twist, it turns out Biden's been reading from Tippy Stream all along. You know, if Joe Biden <laughs> has been reading from Tippy Stream, I retract everything negative I've ever said about his yep. podium performance. Because I wish... 
soon we're working on this system that's going to integrate everything and reading from tippy stream will be smoother than it's ever been before once we get it it's going to be awesome ironed out, we're still wait. working on it thanks to the help even of though the, i don't have to read from tippy stream but to, tippy stream i'm telling you if you guys knew the struggle anyway thank you for your patience on that uh we will come back to your chats at the end of the show we'll get back to the news for um now. i'll have to just circle back with you Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about this Lee Zeldin attack, because um, I I, ha- I don't know, I'm kind of a conflicted mind on it, but uh, I didn't pay a ton of attention to the story either. Yeah, what a weird story this was. OK, so um, Lee Zeldin, the Republican candidate for New York governor, uh, I don't want to say too much because I want people to draw their own conclusions about this video. Maybe we should watch it first. OK, he was uh, long story short, if you didn't see, he was at a campaign event he's giving a campaign speech he's running for governor he's a current congressman and, and then something happens just a guy comes up on the stage and uh is physically threatening with him there's only there's only one option The other thing I find confusing is they're saying he's got a gun, which is uh, apparently not true. Untrue. Um, and that's some boomer security. It's like, let's push the gubernatorial candidate on top of the perp. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, he did, I, at first, the first few times I watched it, I was like, oh, he got pulled down. But that's not what did happened. Did this guy hire Shinzo Abe's bodyguards after they got fired? <laughs> I or know, where right? did they come? I mean, it is astonishing that it, I'll, I'll remind you, this isn't just some obscure, no chance conservative gubernatorial candidate in new york this guy is a sitting congressman for a long island district he is a federal official for him not to have better protection than this is pretty bad that's true yeah and he has basically no protection did you see any of those people that looked like legitimate security officers yeah well i see uh someone uh, what looks like a female i don't want to assume with a bun trying to intervene in this photo here awesome this went really really well anyway what it looks like to me is this guy comes over and tries to steal his mic. He's saying, you're done. You're done. But he also has this little um, keychain weapon made out of plastic shaped like a cat ears. And it's it's a self-defense we- weapon. Like you can gouge somebody's eyes out. But he's not, he doesn't go up to him like like this and like start trying to to brandish it. He's trying to grab the mic or something. And all of this it's, is like so slow. It's like watching two 80-year-olds fight. Here's the, here's the photo that I find so odd he's it it appears he's clearly reaching for the mic but it's also undeniable that he has this keychain weapon not just on him on his fingers and pointed pointed right at the guy's face so all it would take was one movement like that and would it kill him the question is not would he die or not the question is he had the opportunity to is he in position to inflict serious bodily injury at this point absolutely but did it, he attempt to? De- debatable. I don't really see yeah. that. I see a, a move on the mic when I watch this. So um, this, uh, the attacker, his name is Jacob Bonus. He um, served in, let's see, he was a lab tech, an, an army veteran deployed in 2000, 2007, 2012, and he was hmm. a laboratory technician. He was also really smart. He went to George Washington University. He had an excellent track record. He was a highly decorated vet. 
Um, he had like a bronze star and army commendation and two army achievement medals and then one for good conduct and a national defense service medal. Then his wife dies and he slips into some kind of alcoholic spiral. He and his wife were heavy drinkers. I couldn't find a cause of death on her. And he loses custody of his twins, his, his children. Oh, wow. To um, her brother or his brother or something like that. And then there's conversations with the neighbor and the neighbors were like, he became more and more detached after his wife died. He was clearly having some kind of mental break. He was drinking constantly. And in the interview, after he got arrested, um, he was like, I'm wasted. He's <laughs> like, I drank a bunch of whiskey today. Mm. And so, and he seems drunk to me in that. He's like, you are dead, sir. He's behaving very oddly. He, he also said he didn't even know who Zeldin was. Yeah, that's what he said. I think it's possible that he was just kind of there and he was like, fuck this guy. Like, this doesn't seem like a super targeted attack, although it it should be, right? It, I mean, any, anytime status, someone's storming a politician's stage saying you're done with a weapon in hand, I have to assume it's it's directed know, at that but, particular politician. Yeah. But I think this might just be like a weird case of somebody mm. like a vet with major mental health problems and substance abuse issues whose life had fallen apart and this doesn't seem like a serious, it doesn't for sure seem like a serious assassination attempt to me. And it doesn't really seem like it was a major attempt at bodily harm either. It also does not seem like any sort of politically motivated attack from a progressive perspective. We it don't see any yeah. obvious indicators of he, he's not a pink hair. Let's put it that way. He doesn't seem like he's. No, I think he's wearing a, an army hat. Yeah. Or like a veteran hat or something. It says Iraqi freedom vet. And he's, yeah. He's got the but it happened so slowly that this gubernatorial candidate didn't even realize that he was getting attacked. He's like, yeah. I wasn't even alarmed when he was next to me on stage. I, yeah. I was like, okay. So and then um, his legal treatment was kind of bizarre, too, where he's arrested in New York, released in New York, and then the feds get him. Yes. So I guess, um, okay, he was released on his own recognizance after this attack. Um, on Thursday and then taken back into custody on Saturday. So under state law, I actually thought initially that this were there were two separate crimes because this is so stupid that I thought it couldn't possibly apply to this crime. But under state law, judges have prohibited um, from setting bail on a nonviolent felony charge of attempted assault. Yeah. So attempted New, assault, New York passed this cashless bail law that in general prohibits the application of bail to low level slash nonviolent crimes. And I was confused also because I didn't understand. Well, how is he released? Number one, he's been charged with a felony, this attempted assault felony in New York. So how is he, how is there no bail on that? Well, the reason is because it's still considered nonviolent, nonviolent felony charge of attempted assault, which is very bizarre to me. Well, how do you assault Um, somebody in a nonviolent way? Right. Even if I were to say, well, a threat a threat is tangential to a violent crime, but it's not a violent crime itself because it's only verbal. In this case, he got physical with the guy. There's contact between yes. the two. I don't understand how it could be considered nonviolent, but apparently under New York's law, this is a nonviolent felony. And so he's free to go without any sort of bail. Yeah. And then the feds got involved. And then the feds got involved. Yeah. Um, so they picked him up on Saturday and now he's uh, he's looking at some time. But honestly, like when I read the story and watched the video and then read his, I, I just feel like he kind of got left behind by the army. Like he was having major issues in his life hmm. and he didn't, it didn't really seem like he had any mental health support. Yeah. And he also has like a major substance abuse problem. And by all accounts, 
um, before his wife died, he was a really solid guy. He was a, a decorated veteran. Hmm. So I don't know. I just, I just, I feel bad for him. S- some people were even saying this was staged. Like Lee Zeldin staged this in order to take on the cashless bail policy. Uh, I don't see any evidence. But why to would that it effect, ruin? But... You know, you're ruining this guy's life and exposing all of his yeah. dirty laundry and stuff. I don't know. Th- I don't know why he was there. But this did seem like it was. Um, well, this was uh, this was at a veterans event, I believe. This was at so some sort of military setting. Isn't it possible that he wasn't there um, for, for the purpose? Yeah. 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 You can see. Uh, I forget the exact event, but you can see in this photo in the New York Times. Um, yeah, it's it's the attack took place outside a veterans of foreign wars hall near Rochester. So this was, if not a veteran-specific event, a, a veteran or military setting, a memorial setting. Then which, I think it's feasible that he went there for other reasons, and then something about the speech kind of enraged him in yeah. his drunken stupor, and then he just did like a really half-ass attack. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like a self-defense weapon like that on a keychain, it's something that 50% of people probably have in their purse at any given time. Yeah. Um, as far as, as, far as what to make of this, this was called an assassination attempt. Uh, I think that's probably an no. overreaction. Uh-uh. Uh, but I also think that this is uh, an underreaction that the news coverage or what people are making of this is is an underreaction, at least by the standards that we set for progressive counterparts to to Zeldin. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to me, obviously, this looks more like an attempt at grabbing a mic than actually trying to kill Zeldin or kill something him. like that. Yeah. That's still a crime. It's just I don't think it's a murder attempt. Um, and And. To Zeldin's point, it, when someone you don't know is coming onto your stage acting physically aggressively, yeah, you're justified in being overly cautious in detaining that person. I, I don't mm-hmm. fault them for that. Um, but we're, we're just a week removed from hearing that complimenting AOC's you know, Latina big booty is uh, is an attack on a member of Congress. This, whatever degree we think this was, this was a physical attack on a member of Congress, and yet yeah. it is a fraction of the discussion and is already a dead story effectively. And of course we have people rotting in jail or who have rotted in jail for committing much less on January 6th. And I don't mean to say that to diminish all of the crimes of January 6th. Yeah. There were more violent attacks on Capitol police on January 6th than this uh, Mm -hmm. granted. But as far as I'm aware, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, there was no member of Congress attacked on January 6th in a, in a physical way like this. Uh, and yet we get a forever investigation into that. So my bottom line is I, I wouldn't I wouldn't call this assassination attempt or an attempted murder or an attempted murder. But I, it, it is a crime. It needs to be prosecuted. And if you care about AOC and you care about January 6th, you must care about something like this. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, as always, I just want to see a little consistency. Not that, uh, you know, not that I think this is the the biggest story of the century or something, but I'm just tired of hearing how things that are objectively less serious than this are much more, there's much more significant stories that we talk yeah. about much more frequently. Yeah. It's a uh, really annoying. I'm tired of doing this, mm. but to be fair, I think that this is also being um, treated badly in the media. Yeah. Well, let me uh, cover a couple of quick gun control updates. Uh, specifically, I want to talk a little bit about the Indiana mall shooter story, because this happened just before we were live last Sunday. It was breaking at this mall outside of Indianapolis, so we didn't have a chance to cover it then. I did talk about it uh, more on my own on Wednesday, but of course it was a mass shooting at the Greenwood Park Mall that was stopped by this 22-year-old legally carrying under Indiana's new constitutional carry law. 
and not just stopped, but heroically stopped with amazing skill. Elijah Dickin not only engaged the shooter from an estimated 40 to 50 yards away, but he shot 10 shots. And according to a preliminary autopsy on the dead mass shooter, hit that guy eight times, all within just 15 seconds of the shooter's first shot. So it's just an incredible feat of marksmanship and bravery. As far as the details, I'm not exactly clear what gun Dickon had. Original reports I saw said he used a 9mm Glock. I've also heard reports that he had a Springfield Hellcat. And I've also heard reports that he had a high point, which I personally do not believe since uh, I don't believe that any high point has ever cycled 10 rounds without a jam. But Mm -hmm. if you are familiar with high point, they also have the Yeet Cannon. Did you are you familiar with the Yeet Cannon? I'm not. High point. You remember Bodie McBoatface? Yes. Okay, so letting the internet names things is the idea. High Point let the internet name one of their guns, and it became the Yeet Cannon. So the Yeet Cannon is a very, uh, well, it's just a meme gun. And if that could Elijah, have gone so much worse. If Elijah Dickin used a Yeet Cannon <laughs> to achieve this, I, I, as I said, every piece of this story makes it better and better. If the Yeet Cannon was involved... Man, I will uh, I will be floored. But um, anyway, I, I, some additional details on the story. Uh, someone put together this digital render of what Dickens shot inside the mall may have looked like given the layout. So this image is apparently the layout inside the mall from about where Dickens was standing. This small red X in the center of the screen that you can barely even see. That is um, the point opposite the food court there. That's where the bathrooms are, where the shooter apparently first opened fire and was shot and died. Now, if this is accurate, and it's supposed to be, granted, I've never been to this mall, but if this is correct, Dickon actually had to shoot across the food court, too, with panicked people, I presume, kind of a chaotic scene. Didn't hit anyone. You might even, circumstances depending, that might actually be a reckless shot if you have innocent people moving across your line of sight there. But I've heard people say, and I don't know if this is confirmed, I haven't seen confirmation, it's reported that Dickon braced himself on a pillar or some other sort of object to stabilize his shot. All I know is there is surveillance footage of the entire event, and uh, it's not released yet, but when it is, or if it is, I gotta see it. I gotta know exactly what this kid did, because it was masterful. I have to know how he achieved this. Um, and of course, in any sane world, Dickon would be given a uh, a hero's parade and uh, a medal. And he may but still, but he's, he's not saying a damn thing until the investigation is over, which is the smart thing to do. Which means he has a lawyer. Yeah. Uh, As we don't, he should. We don't live in a sane world, though. And so um, he's, he's getting scrutiny of the anti-gun media. Sonny Hostin over on The View says Dickon broke the law because the mall is a gun-free zone. <laughs> oh, God. He wasn't. He had a gun permit, but he wasn't supposed to be in the mall with a gun. So he broke the he law, even though he was a gun. Even though he was a. So the law, the law of Indiana is different than the law of the mall of Simon Malls, and I yeah. would say that takes precedence when you save a life. Okay. Wait, what? Uh, exactly. <laughs> Wrong on uh, several levels here. So she says Dickon had a permit. No, he he actually did not. No indication he had a permit, according to the police chief. <laughs> Why does that matter? Because he was legally carrying under Indiana's constitutional carry law, which means you don't need a permit. As long as you're not a criminal, go ahead and carry. <laughs> point point number one, that's wrong, as she said there. But more importantly, it's wrong to say that Dickon was breaking the law. 
a, a no gun sign on private property does not um, necessarily carry the force of law. It doesn't in Indiana, at least, and it doesn't in many other states. It just means that you have to leave if you are asked to leave or really you could face a criminal trespass. But it's this, even in federal buildings. Well, no, but that that's different. But in many states, my own included, and I would imagine that it's the same in Idaho, um, just a, a business putting up a no gun sign. That's fine. That's their policy. But as far as a matter of law, the only criminal issue would be if you were asked to leave and did not. If they tell you, hey, I see you have a gun, get out of here, and yet you remain, well, then it's trespassing, and that is okay, a problem. that makes sense. These people do realize they're advocating for a less safe world. It, it, I can't believe that they look at an instance like this and think, well, how, how, could we, how could we make this kid a criminal so that he wouldn't have been able to intervene and way more people would be dead so that I could support my right. anti-gun agenda? It's dark. Okay. Dickon was never asked to leave the mall as far as we're aware. So he didn't break any Indiana law. The mall, the mall's policy is not Indiana law. And I know Sonny Hostin is a very prestigious lawyer. So it's somewhat <laughs> shocking to hear her say that, but she's not the only one local news has looked into this and they've, their investigation has revealed that Elijah Dickon exploited a loophole. They're saying that he somehow violated the spirit of the law with this loophole. Countless people praised the quick actions of the actions of the armed civilian who took down the gunman within seconds. However, some have questioned whether he was allowed to carry a gun inside the mall, which is a no weapons policy. WRTV investigates Rachel Wilkerson has uncovered that there is a loophole in the system. RTV investigates found a sign that simply says no weapons doesn't deny entry into an establishment, even if someone is carrying a gun. Local attorneys say it's also not considered a crime unless that person is told to get off the property. If the sign just says you can't have a gun in here, then if it says if you've got a pistol Correct. on you, you can't enter into our establishment. That's probably going to be deemed enough notice to prosecute under uh, Indiana's criminal trespass statute. If you just have one of those, the no Berettas sign with the pistol with the red slash through it, doesn't mean anything. Until you come up and tell me you got to leave, um, criminal trespass is not going to be impacted. But all they're worried about is the the criminal trespassing charge. Who cares? And it's not going to happen in this case because there's no evidence or claim that he was asked to leave and didn't. In fact, the mall thanked him for stopping this event. But even if he did get charged with criminal trespassing, it's like, uh, who gives a shit? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Compared how, how much to, time could they uh, throw at him? Fair trade. Fair trade for saving yeah. the lives, I would say. And and it it's not a loophole. A loophole would be, well, you found um, an interpretation of the law that is actually against the spirit of the law. That's that's not the case here. This is the intent of the law in Indiana right. and many other states designed yeah. not to criminalize uh, people merely for having a gun on them. If the mall wants you to leave, you must leave. That's what Indiana law and many other states laws say. Um, if they don't ask you to leave, you don't have to leave. That's not a loophole. That's the intent of the law. Uh, I will emphasize uh, you should look up the specifics of the law in your state. Uh, if you intend to disobey signs on walls, because some yeah. states do criminalize disobeying the signs. My state is not one of them. I'm comfortable speculating yours is not, but there are some states that do. So just be aware of that. But, um, but yeah, I get just a couple examples. You're so anti-gun that you have to find a way to criminalize the hero. Um, they, these people, they would prefer that Dickon was unarmed so that he and his girlfriend and a dozen more people could have died that day and they could use that for the anti-gun agenda it's it's what a way to interpret the story 
And speaking of that anti-gun agenda, uh, it was on full display in the House Judiciary Committee this week. The committee passed another iteration of an assault weapons ban uh, after a hearing in which Democrats clowned themselves in numerous ways. They said pistol braces are bump stocks because they somehow convert uh, the gun to full auto. And Jerry Nadler uh, said that the M1 Garand from World War II is a, quote, ancient weapon that is not of any threat compared to the AR-15, despite the M1 also being a semi-auto rifle. The round is three times the size. The energy is twice that of the standard AR-15 round, but it's an ancient weapon. (laughs) Okay, okay. Um, Anyway, their assault weapons ban would generally reinstall the assault weapons ban of 1994. It would make semi-autos with certain features illegal, as well as banning so-called high-capacity magazines. It does go a little further than the old ban uh, in that, in this case, even fixed non-detachable magazines over 10 rounds would be illegal. So I don't know if this makes distinctions between rifles and handguns. If not, I mean, you might have a situation in which even your standard Glock 19 is illegal because that comes with a detachable 15-round mag. Duh. It's not clear that the bill even has the votes in the House. Two Democrats have already said they won't support it, and there are a number who aren't who haven't committed yet. Democrats have uh, a small majority in the house. Of course, the bill faces even less likelihood of passage in the Senate where it would need 60 votes to clear the filibuster. That's not going to happen. I bring this up not to warn you about this bill's passage, uh, but to show you uh, how much these people hate your rights and the constitution and the case law that protects him, uh, protects them during the committee hearing. Congressman Dan Bishop of North Carolina challenged the Democrats on the committee to explain how this bill doesn't ban firearms that are in common use by Americans. And committee chairman and honorary Oompa Loompa Jerry Nadler openly stated, (laughs) yes, it does ban weapons that are in common use. Not only does it do that, that's the point of the bill. Mm -hmm. I would like to yield to anyone on the other side who would dispute that this bill bans weapons that are in common use in the United States today. Would the gentleman yield? I would, to, to, if I for an answer to that question. Yeah, that's the point of the bill. So, so you mean you? So, to clarify, Mr. Chairman, you're saying it is the point of the bill to ban weapons that are in common use in the United States today? Yes. The problem uh, is, if the gentleman use. will yield, <laughs> the problem is they're in common use. Oh my okay. God! The reason that quote is important is because it is in open defiance of the Supreme Court and Supreme Court precedent on your Second Amendment gun rights. In the 2008 Supreme Court case of D.C. versus Heller, the Supreme Court ruled that the Second Amendment protects the ownership and possession of firearms that are in, quote, common use for lawful purposes, including self-defense. That standard was affirmed in the subsequent case of McDonald v. Chicago, which extended that standard to the states, not just D.C. So For Nadler to say that he's trying to ban firearms that are in common use for lawful purposes, that is for Nadler to say that he is openly defying the Second Amendment uh, Mm -hmm. and the Supreme Court. This is no constitutionally different than them having a hearing and drafting up a bill and saying openly, yeah, we are banning uh, the free press and peaceable assembly. That is the point uh, of our bill. Uh, Jerry Nadler needs a big bird costume to correct this issue immediately, or in his case, a very short and very fat and obese bird (laughs) costume. That's the only way to get this under control. Anyway, um, you ready for hoax hate? Always. All right. We cut it down to one, I see. Yeah, I had to. Save some for next week. And 
now, the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? Where, what was I thinking? Hey, speaking of bird costumes, at least Aww. Big Bird is involved. Yeah. Sesame Place. I didn't know Sesame Place was even a place. But Sounds it's, pedo-y. <laughs> maybe. It's a, uh, it's a children's theme park and water park outside of Philadelphia. And as the name implies, Sesame Place is filled with characters from Sesame Street, including Rosita, the uh, ambiguously Hispanic bilingual blue monster who was, of course, as far as I gather, ironically introduced to the cast for the purpose <laughs> of cultural enrichment and sensitivity. <laughs> Whoever is inside of this Rosita suit at Sesame Place is in big trouble, though, at least if the activists have their way, because thanks to a now viral video, Rosita is now accused of racism during a Sesame Place parade. Rosita ignored and refused to give a high five or shake hands or otherwise hug or contact two young black girls, and it was all caught on video. After Sesame Place character Rosita walked past six-year-old Skylar and Nyla on Saturday, Jody Brown shared it on Instagram. More than 15,000 people have commented. The apologies were not um, genuine. Today, Brown, alongside her attorney, B. Ivory Lamar, called for the firing of the employee who appeared to ignore her daughter and niece. We want a genuine an authentic apology, okay? We want the, the acceptance of responsibility here. Sesame Place, owned by SeaWorld Parks and Entertainment, posted two statements. The performer portraying the Rosita character confirmed that the no hand gesture seen several times in the video was not directed to any specific person. Rather, it was a response to multiple requests to hold a child for a photo, which is not permitted. Jody Brown's attorney shared with me another video they have yet to release. In that video, you can see the Rosita character acknowledge another child right after passing the two girls. I didn't see the follow-up video, but apparently it's out there. Oh my God, who cares? Uh, yes, demanding others take accountability and take responsibility. That's uh, that seems awfully rich. Uh, but um, but yeah, the, the, the demands, the demands here, the, the family's demanding that Sesame Place fire the actor inside the Rosita suit. What if it's a black chick? It, it very well might be. They haven't disclosed who it is. Uh, the family has retained a lawyer, as you saw, but no lawsuit has yet been filed. The family is also demanding that Sesame Place pay for the health and mental health expenses of the two girls who apparently need medical and psychiatric services after this incident. Uh, Sesame Sesame place has apologized. As you saw, the family says the, the apology is quote, not genuine and authentic. Apparently the sincerity of the apology is measured only by the extortion check that comes with it. And the extortion check has yet to be written. Like, how much did you appeal and appease black Twitter? That's that's yeah. the, is the basis of validity it, it, of your it's, it, it, that They all get to vote and uh, decide the amount of the check that must be cut. Now, so far, Sesame Place is rejecting the accusation that the performer's actions are intentional. And they appear to be standing by their employee, at least insofar as they have not made an announcement about discipline or firing for that employee. And then as far as I've seen, that employee is not publicly identified 
Now, since the incident, the family says they have received numerous reports from black families, other black families who say their children were also not properly high fived or otherwise acknowledged by Sesame Place characters. Of course, um, there are multiple videos of Rosita apparently doing this same thing circulating, but it is not the same person in the Rosita costume every single time, of course. (laughs) So is this the training at Sesame Place? Make sure. You are you are uh, you are you are team Latina Rosita. Yeah, you do really. not acknowledge any black children under any circumstances. I'm sure that was the intent. Gosh, uh, I feel like if this happened to Emmeline, I would just uh, I would just go about my business and immediately forget about it. I can't imagine seeing the world through the lens of everybody attacking you constantly based on your race. Well, and and, and speaking of taking responsibility and lessons for kids, because that's what this is supposedly all about. Even if I were to grant the premise that these children were treated unfairly, which I don't, but let's say that they were, <laughs> let's yeah. say that I took my son to some theme park and he was ru- goofy, was rude to him at Disneyland or something. I am not going to teach my son that the proper response is some media tour bitching about it and threatening to file a lawsuit. Yeah. I'm going to teach him to toughen up when he doesn't get his way. Sometimes that happens and we'll try again next time. Yeah. Just because someone was mean to you doesn't mean that the next person will be. We're going to toughen up and we're going to have a better time. If Goofy didn't work, we're going to go talk to Mickey. We're going to go yeah. talk to Minnie, whatever. Or but, do none uh, of these things ever again. Yeah. yeah. Maybe just don't Because they're terrible for parents. Yeah. Um, just, just but if you're if you're Sesame Place and I'm sure that at the in the boardroom at Sesame Place, they're sitting around going, everybody shut up and wait like two weeks. <laughs> And it'll go away. That's probably what I would do. Just ride it out. Just shut the hell up and ride it out. This is now a matter of congressional scrutiny, though. The Congressional Black Caucus has requested a meeting with Sesame Place leadership. Congressional Black Caucus has condemned Sesame Place for not being welcoming to visitors of all colors. They are demanding a a meeting, and uh, I've not seen a response from Sesame Place on whether they will grant this meeting. And as one emailer earlier today notes to me, crucial questions remain unanswered. Is Big Bird a proud boy? Where exactly were Bert and Ernie on January 6th? We don't know. What are Elmo's connections to Putin? That has yet to be established. We need thorough congressional investigations on all of these matters. And if Liz Cheney and company had a primetime hearing about all of those things, I think it would be less clownish than the January 6th clown show. But Good Lord. The, the, well, there probably will be more to this story as we go. That's why I had to cut other hoax hates. This just got this was too deep and I knew there wasn't going to be time for. Other how hoax how does this story have substance? This is so stupid. <laughs> I mean, I, can you imagine what your life would be like if you got offended like like this all the time? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It'd I, be I, so consuming. Like you wouldn't get anything else done. I, I demand others take responsibility, even though I'm teaching my children that they are to be so mentally and emotionally fragile that if they don't get the proper high five, they're going to need psychiatric evaluation. Well, but you yes. would only do that if you were a weak person that had no skill set, right? People with self-confidence that have stuff to offer society typically don't view the world through this oppressive lens. It, it could be mental weakness or it could be just uh, an understanding and a recognition that society is in a, in a place and in a state where this sort of behavior is rewarded. If you stand to get a big right. check out of it, why not cash in, you know? Has it been some Pavlovian conditioning of the black community? 
yeah, whereby sure. we've created the hoax hate segment ourselves. There's a massive through incentive. positive reinforcement. Yeah. It's not just the fact that that video goes viral on social media and you become a celebrity for the week. It's the fact that you might get a big, a big, big bird check out of it. You know, you might you might get to shake out his feathers and see what kind of dollars drop out. That kind of thing. But isn't isn't your doesn't your self respect subsume the desire for a cash payout? That's what I don't understand. Not like, I'd be for so enough embarrassed people. to do something like. All this. right, let's get right to the super chat. Speaking of maintaining dignity, <laughs> I know. Now and, let me read about what you guys yeah. did to Matt's butthole this weekend. <laughs> we'll get to this um, uh, in a minute. But I do have. Um, did you have more to say about this? Sorry. No, no, that's. I have no more to say about this. Well, that's good because I have a, a great piece of surprise cringe for you before we get to the movie. Ah! And it actually is of a movie theme. I won't give it away, but I will give you a little bit of a preface in this one, which I usually don't do. Uh, ever since my my critical tremors review, I have been accused of, among other transgressions, disgracing the dignity and the legacy of Kevin Bacon. Uh, but if this surprise cringe proves anything, I committed no such crime. In fact, I had excellent foresight into the future of the trajectory okay, of the Kevin Bacon okay. career. Kevin Bacon has disgraced Kevin Bacon far more than I ever could have. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I'm guessing that some of you, you're not happy. Maybe you don't fit in. People make fun of you. Well, oh, no. I can't make you straight. You give us this week, and we might be able to help. Boys cabin over there, girls cabin over there. I use they-them pronouns, as in they can't believe they're at this camp. Do you think your parents are disappointed in you? Sometimes. So what do you do? You try to make yourself special. You become they. Today, we're going to be exploring traditional gender roles. Just enjoy the sunshine and work on your tan. They slash them. Streaming only on Peacock, August 5th. <laughs> okay, hear me out. Maybe this is going to be like The Hunt, yeah. where it's self-aware and the right freaks out about it and gets all butthurt and they watch it and they're like, that was funny. It could be. Like, it could be. I, I would like to watch it if only for the cringe factor. And maybe it surprises me. Um. I'm did, concerned. Did you get the title? You, you like that? They, Was it they, them, they, they slash them. them. You see what they oh, did? They there? slash them. Ah. It's, it's a slasher film about a conversion therapy camp and Kevin Bacon runs the conversion therapy camp. But my read on it is he's supposed to be a bad guy. But apparently this camp that Kevin Bacon runs is to help queer teens find a new sense of freedom. Uh, and during this camp experience, a masked killer begins to stalk and murder the teens. Um, and, and who maybe knows? Maybe they're saved by their gender roles. Or maybe the killer and the the trannies come together because he wants to cut them up, and it turns out they would also like to be cut up. It's just, they just he, he could just chop like, off okay, their dicks. Okay, can you please just get my penis? Correct. And leave me alone. All the interests align if they just sit down and have a conversation what? before he gets too stabby. Maybe this is based. Is Kevin Bacon a shit lib? Oh, I gotta look well, up. the reason I don't think it is, is because that main character there, that's non-binary actor Theo Germain, who actually does go by they, them pronouns in real life, uh, though Theo Germain is, of course, a female. 
Uh-oh. Uh, apparently, Jermaine's character Jordan in this movie is looking to legally emancipate themselves from their parents, but instead is uh, tasked with saving the entire camp and themselves. So if you care uh, to subject yourself to the cringe or learn if maybe this is an unexpectedly good movie like The Hunt, um, it will be available on August 5th on Peacock, which is NBC's streaming service. He's uh, said a lot of stuff on Twitter. Hmm. He's a dumbass shit lib. <laughs> well, uh, m- maybe someday for the movie review segment, we can do a cringe movie list to vote on and they slash them can be one of the nominees. <sighs> okay. All right. Are you ready for the movie review? I am. Okay. Well, let's get into it. In a world of movie references flying over his head, one man will finally watch them. This is the Matt and Blonde Show Movie Review. This week's movie is the 2019 clown pill thriller Joker, in which a struggling clown for hire and aspiring comedian learns the truth that his entire life is a lie achieves revenge on all who wronged him and sends Gotham City into chaos in the origin story of Batman's nemesis. There is no nominator commentary this week because the nomination list was rejected last week, and so Joker was a random top-rated IMDb selection. But a couple of personal notes. Number one, this movie was on my personal list of nominations back in May. Jurassic Park beat it out. Uh, And two... This is the last movie that I saw in theaters before all the Corona bullshit. Me too. Yeah. yeah. I, and I hadn't seen it since, but I did see it in theaters when it was released. As uh, always, you're uh, reviewing your rating. Okay. So there, there are a few movies I've seen in my life where I'm like, what a great movie. I will never watch that again. Hmm. Never going to watch that again. It was just too emotionally exhausting. Hmm. <laughs> that being said, I really like this movie with a few caveats. First, let's talk about the good stuff. Um, there's a very honest portrayal of coping with mental health challenges in people that have been totally abandoned, like no familial support, no social support. Um, I don't think Arthur's a bad man. He's a troubled man. He's been abandoned by his family and society and any other potential positive structure. But like in a society that is normal and functioning in a normal nuclear family, uh, I got the vibe that he might have been like kind of weird but he wouldn't have been evil. Hmm. Like, I don't think that his evil was um, originated within him. I think it was kind of um, activated, Hmm. you know? Uh, So, so I liked that he was, he was a really multifaceted character. And then I loved the commentary on single motherhood. There was a lot of that Um, on a society with no middle class, the repercussions of childhood trauma. I liked all that. I could have done with a little less of this commie stuff, like, but within the context of the film, it didn't really bother me that much. I will say. Okay. I would say like 5% propaganda. Um, <laughs> and then there was a lot of stuff like the necessity of social services and, and things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But all in all, yeah, that didn't really bother me that bother me that much. It was a great movie. Four out of five. Okay. We are pretty closely aligned and i loved this movie in theaters and it's not to say that i don't like it now because i certainly do did you rewatch? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Cause I, it, and I'm glad that I did. Cause I picked up on some other things that I didn't necessarily see the first time. It's been too long since I've seen this movie for me to remember all the, the details. So, um, I, I think that my enjoyment dropped a little bit for a couple factors. Number one, the shocking murders, the shock of the murders was not there. And yeah. one of the best parts about this movie is how shocking the murders are when you don't see them coming. Mm-hmm. And then um, I don't, maybe I just have become more sensitive or more enraged by the commie propaganda. I'll get to that point, but I think you're right that one of the things that's fascinating about this movie is what is supposed to be presented as just and what is supposed to be presented as moral. It's, it's pretty debatable what this movie considers to be good or bad. Mm-hmm. So just because I see the commie propaganda, you could push back on my sensitivity to it and say, well, it it's not actually intended to be good. It's just showing this as a consequence of a lot of other social forces. Anyway, mm-hmm. what I love about this movie uh, Joaquin Phoenix's performance, I think, is is top tier. Um, yep. I, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to fail to give proper credit to Heath Ledger. I'm one of the weirdos who actually liked the Jared Leto Joker, um, but Joaquin Phoenix, you could make an argument, is is right up there. Um, he really embodied the role. He did a lot of work for it. Did you see his body? Wolf. <laughs> yeah, that was a commitment to self starvation, apparently, and. Uh, it wasn't just him as Joker, like the fully realized Joker that goes on Murray's show. It's who he was as this painfully awkward guy turned uh, like celebratory villain, the transformation of the right. character and, and really where he stands out of these scenes where he's laughing uncontrollably and he doesn't want to. And just to achieve that convincingly, I could see someone else trying to do that. Like, could you imagine sitting down and trying to force yourself to laugh, but give the presentation that you're laughing uncontrollably, you want to stop, but you can't. That's very easy to come off as inauthentic and cringe. And it doesn't for, I mean, it comes off as, it does come off as cringe in that it makes you sad for the character, but it's totally believable. It's, it's a really good performance. And it's, um, I, I love these kinds of performances where characters make that sort of transformation from, horrendously awkward, painfully sad to confident, uh, almost funny in a way with his dancing and, and villainous. It's a real transformation that is uh, it's a testament to his performance. The murder scenes, a real achievement in this movie. And I'll, I won't forget it when I saw it in, in theaters, almost none of the murders I actually saw coming when, when Arthur gets the gun, you sort of, you realize that someone's going to meet that muzzle eventually. Yeah. But it has a whole series of murders that still, at least for me, I didn't see coming and shocked me. Um, the scene, the the scissor murder of Randall when he just stabs him in the neck. It was and, gnarly. They show everything. And then the comedy of Gary, the uh, little man. Um, it's okay, you Gary. You've always been me? nice to me. You can go. And he still needs help with the door. It's just this shocking, horrible murder scene that's funny, too. Just a really legendary scene. The whole time... Joker, Arthur and Joker leads you to think that he's going to kill himself on Murray's show. And then it's, you know, a bullet between Robert De Niro's eyes and like that. When I saw that in theaters, holy shit, I was not expecting that at all. Paired with the you get what you fucking deserve rant. Really incredible um, performance and scene. One thing I noticed um, in rewatching, of course, the most famous scene from this movie is the staircase dance. Rightfully so. That's the big meme of this movie. Uh, and it's got this kind of 
collapsitarian or clown pill vibe to it, like descending the stairs to madness. And that's what he's doing. And the whole city goes to chaos after that. But I didn't notice how many times earlier Arthur struggles up those stairs several times to his apartment. And I just thought this was so interesting. It's it's like the metaphor of struggling up this staircase, doing the hard, honest work of climbing that staircase to no effect or negative effect. And the symbolism of just instead dancing down the staircase right into chaos. And I, uh, for reasons you can read about in the review, I still don't think dancing down the staircase and taking that clown pill is the right move. Um, but it was, there's just a lot of really good metaphorical uh, value in that staircase. That was, it, it's subtle in ways I just didn't notice on the, on the first way around. So the staircase is just a really cool piece of symbolism in the movie. Uh, you mentioned the commie propaganda. I think you hit all those points, so I'll be brief with that. But, um, but yeah, I, 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 I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it wasn't too overwhelming though. And, and you're right. I feel like the director didn't really take um, a position on it. I, I was really annoyed that like, for example, everyone is, is sort of glad that those Wayne investment guys got killed. But the first two they were, were fuckers though. They got killed. The reason they got killed, at least a couple of them justifiably, I would say is because they attacked an innocent guy, but that's yeah. not why everyone hates them. They hate yeah. them because they work for Wayne investments, which is a, a totally irrelevant point. As far as yep. I'm concerned, there's just this recurring theme in the movie. Again, debatable if it's the intended message, but I think it's plausible to interpret it as saying that justice is achieved by taking from others instead of building something yourself. I just think that's, complete bullshit but yeah. maybe the intent of this movie is to show that that philosophy is also destructive maybe that's the intent um only other thing that i i think was something of a negative or at least a point of a confusion how how old is joker because oh, batman is like 10 and arthur looks like he's 50 so are yeah. we talking about a 40 year difference between joker and batman and i did a little research on this because i'm Don't not the greatest batman universe connoisseur and i guess there are uh certain iterations where joker is significantly older than batman and to give as much credit to this timeline as possible um joker is never presented as like some athletic figure or someone who physically fights people i suppose with raw strength he's a he's a crime boss he's a right. he's a crafty person you know he 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 He's a thinker. He's like a thinking villain. He's not a beat you up kind of villain, although he's violent, I suppose. But I guess what I'm saying is on a surface level to me, it doesn't make sense that Joker is 30, 40 years older than Batman, but maybe that's plausible. I didn't think about it. Anyway, because um, mostly because the commie propaganda just rubbed me the wrong way the second time. I, I dropped it a wiki. I did give it a four, but it's still recommended. <laughs> Pretty good. And you, you got to be in the right mood for it, because as you mentioned, it is just as dramatically dark as it comes. This is uh, you got to be in the mood to watch absolute psychological decay. Mm -hmm. And uh, as far as that sort of presentation, it's it's up there with the best of them. OK. Um, oh, I forgot to look at the rest of this here. Um, as far as the early audience rating, let me uh, refresh and see what the early vote is. People are right in line with us on the four wiki rating. Uh, oh, and a lot of people giving it a five too. So in the early vote, uh, general praise for this movie next week, uh, 
the the vote came back for one more pick from listener Bobby's nomination. So it will be Man on Fire, a 2004 Denzel Washington movie I know nothing about. So, so much Denzel Washington. Big Denzel Washington fan, I guess. Um, after that, we have a new list of nominations for August from listener Derek. The nominees are Airplane, Clue, Glory, Kelly's Heroes, We Were Soldiers. There's a your guy... Uh, uh, contribution didn't from your guy Mel. That? No, we didn't watch. We were soldiers. We watched uh, Hacksaw Ridge. Didn't Mel Gibson direct that? I can't remember. We watched. We were soldiers. No, I've never seen it in my life. Did I watch this in my own time? You must have, because I've never seen it. Also, uh, 1917, Falling Down, Little Shop of Horrors, or of course you can vote to reject the list in favor of another random, top-rated selection as well. Uh, and as a reminder, if you'd like to read my movie reviews, comment how wrong I am, submit your own rating, vote for the next movie, and sign up for the chance to be the movie nominator for the month. The one and only place to do it is in my weekly movie review column linked in the description and over on the homepage of the website. That is mattchristensenmedia.com. Didn't we? Because we had a whole conversation about is Madeline Stowe hot? I don't even know who that is. Are you sure you're talking about me? Who's Madeline live chat? I swear we did not watch. We were soldiers for the bit. At least I've never seen it. And looking at this, uh, my answer is going to be no on that. So was it just a conversation that I had with my husband? Yes. And I'm projecting it on the show. I think think so. I think I think that's what it is because I've never seen this movie and I don't even know who that lady was. Did we talk on the show about how it, live chat? Help me out. This is what, like, didn't we have a conversation about Madeline Stowe being hot? This is like you are becoming Joker right now. You're realizing that that woman in the apartment over was never actually in a relationship with you. And it was all an invention of your own mind. Do you remember when Stefan Molyneux reviewed Joker and he went on this whole diatribe about how um, like single moms will fuck anyone and blah, 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 because he thought that their relationship was real and that she actually had just like banged Arthur a bunch. I didn't see that, I, but I think I have a memory of you mentioning that at the time. I was so mad. Hmm. I was so pissed off about it. Yeah, he did. He did that. Hmm. We didn't watch this? Damn. Nope. Well, I, I just it. watched it unrelated. Well, Is Blonde senile now? I know. <laughs> you have, you have uh, as cancer 19. That's Last of the Mohicans. Yeah. Th- that's Madeline Stowe. Oh, we that's did talk her. About it. Okay. Okay. That's her. I see what happened. I, I recently watched this movie with my husband. Ah. Uh. Before we watched Last of the Mohicans, and then we had a conversation about whether Madeline Stowe was hot on this show. It all comes together. There, there it is. I apologize for. Well, I already forgot who she is. That's how not hot she is. I already forgot. That's who crazy. She is. Yeah, she's a fox. Hmm. It's fine. Oh, that was really scary. Was, where am I? Uh, I can I can catch up on. Um, I'm on ready Tippy to. Stream. Oh, looking at Tippy Stream, I realize I forgot to give uh, proper credit to Risen Victory. So. Uh, Thank you for your uh, support for the show, Risen Victory. That was very kind of you. We love you. You're very special. Didn't Blonde accidentally watch We Were Soldiers instead of something else like Apocalypse Now? That might have also happened. That could have been it, yeah. Although it wasn't Apocalypse Now because I'd seen that before. All right. Have we solved the mystery? We got chats to Um, read. Do you want me to go? (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm ready if you... uh, if you aren't, but go I'll for it. Take if you a few. Brahm 39. Where's Jeremy from the quarter coffee brand coffee sponsorship? I don't know. He, he hasn't emailed us. But. He never did email. He just shows up to super chat once in a while. And then I say, Hey, 
You don't you don't have to super chat, Shill. We can talk business if you like. And then he never emails. So that's the story. Um, Robin D. Banks, no fact, Snopes fact, false. Hunty will never be charged. He is the conduit by which the Bidens launder money from China and Ukraine. Why would they charge him? The big guy needs 20%, you know. Yeah. I, 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 I'll believe it when I see it, to your point. Not a moment earlier. Um, James Rogers, I do have a legit question, and please don't come down on me for this, but how come right-wing media won't cover the hearings? Like, what if there's something that is actually worth considering? Isn't that being a bit selective? I don't know. I've gotten some information on January 6th from right We have talked about a, a few, about it a few pieces times. of the committee hearings, but <sighs> until I see something that that is evidence of a crime if the if the organizing premise of the hearings is that uh, this is some sort of layout of a case a criminal case um, great i need to see the charge and the evidence and as far as i understand the the hearing on thursday which no i did not watch wall to wall because why would you but i've seen yeah. you know bits and pieces and i've uh, and i've read about it and watched some material on it um, again, it's just evidence of Trump was sitting there, not stopping people. All yeah. Right. I mean, that, that might be wrong. I said, if he knew bad things were happening and he didn't use his influence to say, you shouldn't do that. Okay. Maybe that's not good leadership. Yeah. We can agree. We can disagree. We can debate. That is not a crime. It's not a crime to not, not to tell people to stop in the way that you want him to. And yeah. that would be an issue of uh, that would be a political issue. It'd be a, a, an issue of leadership. If you think that that was poor political leadership, you vote him out. And if we are to believe the story as presented, that's exactly what happened. He was voted out um, that. And because he was voted out, he's not the president anymore. That's a problem that exists in the past, too. I mean, we have so many more significant problems facing our country at this point than whether Trump sat around too much on January 6th or not. So what a waste of time. I'm not trying to beat up on the point too much. I take the question in good faith and and I think it's a totally fair one. Um, I'm just trying to explain why I don't put a lot of interest into that particular story and event uh, and my standard for what would get me back interested in it. And it's evidence for a specific criminal charge until then i'm not interested yeah i agree i agree and i think that it's not a fair characterization to see the right wing aren't covering it i was i think sticks was covering it like two days ago hmm. um brian Irvin, matt did i hear at the bible study that you've not seen raiders of the lost ark it is the greatest movie ever made this must be rectified you must review it on the show or the terrorists win we'll vote for it you know what to do i've never seen any movies except for the ones we reviewed on the show and I, we have not reviewed that on the show so you're correct you're correct in your understanding Josh Gibbons says Trudeau is forcing Canadian farmers to reduce emissions 30%, same as the Netherlands, same as Sri Lanka. Why did I say it like that? Like I had a stroke. Uh, name a more iconic duo than commies and starving their populations. Wow. Oof. Man, yeah, that's going to be he's rough. right on brand there, isn't he? They're going to have to drive their tractors to Ottawa, just like uh, the truckers. Yeah. It's probably already um, underway. I got a few gems from Knuckle Hunky Buck. That botch assassination is what you get when you pay your hitman and bus passes in Newports. He also said, Augustus Romaine, that sounds like a pun on Caesar salad. <laughs> also, haha. All right. The, the, this, uh, those are both good. You're so funny. Um, Robin <laughs> D. Banks, Kamala's right there. 13% make up 62% of gun victims. Come on, one foot in front of the other. Who's shooting the 62% of the 13%? Don't know. Could be anyone. She has not. She's right there. She's only done the first part of the analysis. The sequel yeah. is coming out soon, I'm sure. 
the full report. We'll find out exactly who's behind this. I know. Robin D. Banks, Ghazi and I once made love or tried or I tried. He started screeching, get off of me, you woman. I sighed and pulled up my pants, pulled out my cell phone. Many of those people probably have AIDS. (laughs) Just kidding. Matt does have AIDS. Thank you. Um, Rafael Salvador, Uvalde somehow reminds me why the Heart Cellar Act was a massive mistake. Also, the adage, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Also, did no one seriously really learn from Parkland? Yeah, it is uh, frustrating to see. um, Well, of course, in Parkland, we had the one school resource officer who was heavily scrutinized for not intervening, for standing outside for a long time. And he was similarly called a coward and all of these things. Uh, In fact, I think he faced some kind of charges or something. He faced some Mm. some I forget if he was criminally prosecuted or if there was something else disciplinary wise done to him. Um, Uvalde is something else, especially as more of this body cam footage comes out. There's not only what we showed with Arredondo and Ruiz, but there are several other points of conversation between other officers just saying, what are we doing here? Any, anybody know anybody? Uh, yeah. what, what's going on? What's uh, what's the plan? OK. Uh, all right. <laughs> okay. Anybody got a deck of cards? Anybody got some dice? Uh, how are we going to pass the time while we let the kids bleed out? There's a whole bunch of people. I, I don't doubt that that cowardice played a significant role um, that day. I think there's that, also confusion. Yeah, it seems pretty apparent in a lot of the conversation that happens on the body cam. It's just it's people who I guess by implication are in positions of following, not leadership, just wondering out loud, what, what the hell are we doing? Yeah. Um, so it, it's in ways it's, it's at least from a law enforcement perspective or a safety perspective, it's like Parkland, you know, times 400. That's how many officers were there. Of course, the tragedy, the tragic results end up the same. I don't say that to diminish what happened at, at Parkland. I'm just saying, the issues with that one officer in Parkland were magnified so many times over in Uvalde. And it, it's just how much of that was, was straight up cowardice and how much of that was just, I don't know what's going on here. That's sort of a tangential effect of the cowardice from the leadership. If the leadership was even there at all, Arredondo still yeah. says I wasn't the leader that day. Right. We don't know who right. was. Perhaps things would have ended differently if one person would have emerged as some kind of leader. Um, oh, uh, certainly. Yeah. Uh, Robin D. Banks, look here, fat. That illegal kid passing through D.C. didn't just get monkeypox. He got it from me, Uncle Joe. Yo, Harris, why are there thumbtacks in my tapioca, tapioca on, office of the president 2022? <laughs> how did that baby get monkeypox? Please how? tell us. I know. Eric Burns Marsh. I have to fact check Matt. Since fewer people were killed at Uvalde than the summer of love, the school shooting was indeed mostly peaceful. Oh, well, I, I point taken. Uh I will uh, correct the record. It was a mostly peaceful school shooting in Uvalde. You in fact, most of the people in the school survived that day by that standard. <laughs> You're alive. <laughs> God. Those... Holden Mulray. <laughs> Guten Abend, mein Liebkins. Will these oh. few Fennig buy a new sounder? You're alive. Shut up. Um, yeah. I, I should go pull that one. You're right. The other one that they had was... She said, there are bullet holes in my kitchen. And a guy goes, not you, though. Not you. Yeah. What an asshole. You have to wait until the bullets hit you. Oh, um, Nathan E. I got a camplet for white reparations to African people slid under my door here in St. Louis. Hmm. Funny as fuck. It details their black power blueprint plans for the money, including basketball court, obviously can send picks. I'm, I'm in hot water already for my interview with Jared Taylor. 
right wing watch. Hmm. Uh, Robin D. Banks. But I, I didn't have anything additional. Look like you're about to say something mouthy. No. Uh, I think I was going to make a joke about what's his face at the Riverfront Times, but that's not even right wing rush. What is his that's, name? Uh, Daniel. Daniel something. Hill. That's Daniel right. Hill. Trust the science. We made uh, up until the science isn't scientific anymore. Then just blindly believe what we order you to think for no reason. Never forgive. Never forget. These people are monsters. Yeah, they say it so brazenly. Why? Because they know there are no consequences either. Uh, yeah, exactly. Cunning runt. I'm almost positive monkeypox comes from felching. Do I dare search? I don't. I don't know. Is what it that when is. you when you fart in someone's butthole? Ah, uh, the okay. Uh, how can I say oh, this in I a way close? that my mom will still be happy with? Let's see. Uh, Your mom's still proud of you at this point. I think you can just read it. <laughs> I, I I can't read this and be proud of myself. Was I right? Um, what's what's your definition? One more time. I think it's when you you fart into somebody else's butthole. That would kind of make sense. I had thought the name implies a mix of fart and belch, so I thought maybe it was a combo burp fart. Okay. Uh, no, it is much more. Uh, horrendous. Uh, how can I describe this? Well, um, when a man loves a woman or okay. when a man in the men who have sex with men community loves a man uh, and he, uh, well, we all know um, the end by the end physiological result uh, of Earth? that encounter. There's, oh no, no, no. I mean, I mean just the, just the, that this is moment. This painful. The, he, uh, orgasm yes and he ejaculate <laughs> yes and then the receiving partner or really anybody who may be involved uh takes a straw to consume that it's uh, when you drink spooge with a straw but it has to be out of the place in which it was out deposited. of your butthole yeah and or you know wherever and the, or vag okay we whatever, did it yeah together we can read one urban dictionary <laughs> this entry. one's this one's yeah uh, here's a here's a better definition. This one's not as as hard. Uh, <laughs> to suck freshly ejaculated from any orifice, usually the anus, though. Ugh. So straw not necessary, just helpful. Didn't that guy that just sent that tell us previously he was a grandfather? Uh, I don't know. Did did he say that? I <laughs> if so, uh, oh, I doubt it. runt. Godspeed to your grandkids. Oh Lord. Um, knuckle honky buck. When they say they play it by the book, the book they refer to is 1984. Yeah, yeah they must be. Uh, Robin D. Banks. Uh, blonde, ignore the dick pic scandals. Focus on business deals revealed. Do you want me to take an itemized list? Tax evasion law. It's worse than that. Look at the iCloud backup. I know. Um, I wasn't saying, I wasn't talking about this particular dick pic leak. I'm just talking about every time, like the laptop situation. Everybody, uh, didn't care about, um, I always want to call it Burismus. Burisma. Burisma. The Ukrainian energy company. Yeah. Nobody cared about Burisma because they're like Hunter Biden, like got a foot job from some crack or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's just, I wish we, I wish nobody talked about the dick pic scandals. That was my point. Jenny Bass says, um, more like the men who have good times with small humans community. Thanks, Susan. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. That, that is where we will uh, get with this. It's not minor attracted persons. It's the men <laughs> 
it's the yeah it's not have sex with men who have good times with small small humans all right you're you're ahead of the curve i see where this is going Holden Mulray, mom and dad, what is a bad report card? While some maintain that two consecutive quarters of failing grades constitute such, <laughs> that is neither the official definition nor the way educators evaluate. Uh, yeah, take take the tips, uh, young people with less than stellar report cards coming mm. out. That is how you get out of it Biden style. Wicked Masshole. The year is 2032. Democrats have not nominated a candidate for the North Idaho district endorsing independent Rebecca Blonde in hopes of a moderate rep. Despite the drastic move, analysts don't consider the race competitive. (laughs) (laughs) No, Blonde is a woman of principle. She would never run for office. She would never violate her own values in that way. Truly. And I do have a friend in local politics the other day, and he was talking to me about this, and he was like, no offense, but like, you could never, ever do that. Ever. (laughs) And I was like, I know, but why? And he was like, because of your reputation. Do I have to? Honest, honest friend. Good for him. Yeah. Um, I went uh, with him to the Crowder show, which was surprisingly good. I feel like yeah, I need was... to say it on, on like it needs to be documented on air that I went to Stephen Crowder's comedy show and it was hilarious. I, hilarious. I'm surprised that he's doing this was in Spokane. You were saying, mm-hmm. um, I I didn't know that he was even doing like stand up events still. Uh, I guess I'm surprised that like a small Spokane event is worth his time, but I I would guess that it's probably because he he enjoys that sort of thing still. It might not be like the biggest. Um, I, I like his dig his online audience is so much larger than that. But he just loves doing stand up. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I clearly have underestimated him. I think. I'm. I haven't heard from anybody else that uh, I don't know what I don't know what the stand up routine was like, but uh, but he's a clever guy and uh, I'm not surprised to, to hear that he's uh, good at it. So what? I was shocked. I couldn't I couldn't believe it um, to education. Hey, good show as always. Thanks for all the shout outs. We do a lot of great. We share a lot of great viewers. Thank you to education. Well, you can check out his channel. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. As the name implies, Second Amendment content over on um, 2A EDU. And uh, thank you, man. And glad to you. hear the channel's going well. Um, John H. Hunter getting an easy deal will be more than damn it ammo for the negative haters narrative of white supremacy. That's not what he meant. That's not. He's trying to get around Susan. I think maybe I didn't fall for it, John. Yeah. Zinc Orby, please. In one sentence each to find boomer millennial and zoomer. I'm confused. Boomer Mm. is uh, that would be from 1940. 46 to 1960 right around there i think it's maybe a little earlier and a little later but millennial is 1981 to 1999 i thought yeah it's yeah it's right about that i thought millennials well maybe they didn't maybe 2000 is the is the border of uh gen z and zoomer i think is 2000 up right Yeah, they're just the um, generations. Uh, you forgot Gen X, though, who would be between boomers and millennials. Although a lot yeah. of boomers are millennial parents. That's true. Yeah. Let me reload this. Do you have it ready? Say word. So I decided to try making homemade pasta tonight. Went for the penne. Abs- absolutely failed and no hate penne. Grr. No, you tra- you're trying is. to get us with the old. He said the uh, N-word. He is. Trying to get us with the Nick. Yes. Kerr trap, like Steve he Kerr's is. son, Nick. 
occur, but you're not going to get me. Nope. Not that easily. Ronnie Sorry to hear about your pen. Ethiopia did not send their pen. Apparently not. <laughs> P. Daniel Todd, if we're looking at environmentally friendly execution methods, we could bring back the electric chair and have it be solar or wind powered. <laughs> I love Compromise. It. Compromise. That's fair. Trapped to the world. Most members of Congress and most candidates for governor have no security at all. Senators also have no security. Historically, there hasn't been much of a need. Leftist attacks uh, are destabilizing our traditional tranquility. Hmm. I, I guess I'll have to look into the history of that. To me, it just seems really surprising that you could just walk up to a member of Congress that easily. But I suppose maybe that is much more the norm um, than I realize. Then, yeah. I have met, come to think of it, though, I have met a few members of Congress and or senators just at events um, that I happen to be at. They not like anything involving me directly or anything. Um, and if memory serves, yeah, I guess. I mean, I've shaken a few hands where there was not like some security detail screening to do that. So it happens. Yeah. So I, I guess maybe it's not as uh, maybe that's not as poor of a security performance as uh, as it might seem to be. Well, one security chick. I think it wasn't great. <laughs> uh, long time, John. Matt and I were going to make love. But then he said, no, I'm so heartbroken. Please donate to my GoFund for my psychiatrist costs. I know. Hmm. I know. Um. Uh, 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 I keep getting this uh, scrolling down thing involentarily. Oh, weird. It's it's really annoying. I have mine open, but I don't know there why we go. Be connected. Uh, un- Uncle Faney says, they them is the same production company as The Hunt. I bet it'll be awesome. Oh. Well, maybe. Maybe. Maybe, the, maybe I've been duped just like, uh, you know, The Hunt can kind of dupe you if you don't know what to expect out of it. I... I'm fully open to watching it. I, I won't. Uh, if it's funny in the same way the hunt was funny, um, then I then perhaps Kevin Bacon will not be disgraced in the way that I forecast. <laughs> Maybe he will have the, the last laugh. Hillbilly Deluxe. I think it was deliberate directorial attempt to make the public root for the villain in the Joker movie. I do applaud the effort. Very well done. Very sympathetic portrayal of a bad guy on purpose. I agree. Mm. I agree with that. He also said your Madeline Stowe argument was under the auspice of the last Mohicans. That's correct. Now we know. I already forgot who she was, though. The scene where he drops his gun in the kid's hospital was hilarious, and Robert De Niro getting shot in the dome was gratifying, but I'm writing all this from school shooter heaven. So it was really funny. I think I laughed out loud in the theater. I I don't know. um, Yeah, watching it in theater, I I remember that was a genuine holy shit moment when Robert De Niro got shot in the face. Uh, I don't know if the school shooter heaven reference, um, I don't. I don't bring up the Bible study very much because that's a separate thing. That's kind of, you know, not everybody's interested in that, but if you're interested in my Bible study that's on Saturday nights, the details are on the website, mattchristiansmedia.com. You can find the, uh, the page there. But this last week we got into the topic of uh, another um, participant in the, in the study brought up the issue of forgiveness for sins and how it could be like, are there such things as sins that are beyond forgiveness? And the idea is no, that Jesus died on the cross for all sins, including the most heinous. And we got into this idea of like a school shooter getting into heaven because he had come around after the fact and accepted Jesus as his savior and found the faith. Yeah. All this. And, and I was talking about how personally, I just find that to be one of the, the toughest moral hurdles mm, to understand yeah from this perspective, because the idea that we as humans 
are imperfect in our application of justice. That is to say, we might never truly bring justice to the school shooter. And then if there's in fact, no justice, at least in the way of, we think of it as in the afterlife from God himself for that sort of person, then how is justice ever achieved? That was the sort of philosophical discussion, but it got reduced to kind of this meme of school shooter heaven I don't know if this is a reference to that. It must uh, be. Yeah. And then it was like, well, (laughs) the the subsequent questions were, is there like a lower tier of heaven for the school shooters? You don't get all the perks, but if you have repented, you get some of the benefits. Like school shooter, like upper limbo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh So anyway, if you're interested in such crucial philosophical interrogations, uh, Saturday night Bible study is the place to do that. Esoterica Unbound. Uh, one glorious aspect of the end of the event in Indiana was the murderous shipper very likely had no idea where he was taking fire from. That's probably why he went running back to the restroom. There is an image circulating, too, of that guy's body, that kid's body, the school, the mall shooter. Um, I'll believe the autopsy results when they say he got shot eight times. It's pretty evident he got shot multiple times in that photo. And he's just on the tile floor of the bathroom hallway. So, yeah, apparently he got shot out kind of at the bathroom door, then ran back into the bathroom and collapsed in the bathroom. And in a final mm. insult to him, whoever did the investigative work just put a label right there on his body that says dead. <laughs> <laughs> Deserved. Thanks, bud. Yeah. Dead. Yeah. Deservedly, de- deservedly dead. Um, nuke the ice caps. I will never respect a badge again after Uvalde damage has been done. Fraternal Brotherhood of Police is a cult confirmed. Mm. Well, I can't disagree with that too much, but it's for other reasons. I'm um, Ham Magnuson. Okay, instead of Murdoch, Murdoch, I'll accept a Rosita costume for Matt. Halloween 2022. Blonde, I'm still going to need that Murdoch Chan costume for reasons. Apologies, Mr. Blonde. I will accept the arse kicking. Can that would we, be a funny costume. Can we do racist Rosita? for halloween we got a lot can of time can i to think be about a little black kid how are we gonna pull that off i got yeah. away with bat face but we can't we can't get away with small child black face you know we're working our way up we did indian face yeah and then we did bat face and i think we're ready i think we're ready <sighs> we'll have to think creatively about this but we have several months we're good really quick over on um tippy stream and thank you guys over on d live as well on tippy stream Crypto Crook says an example of controlled collapse would be the collapse of the Soviet Union. It was a huge empire, and yet it collapsed relatively uh, bloodlessly. And yes, um, it was a separation of the Soviet states. Maybe I'll have to look more at um, the history of all that, because that was. um, Well, I mean, I I guess I don't know how much of it was internal and how much of it was external. There was a tremendous amount of uh, external force on the, the Soviet Union, too indirectly i suppose it's not like we were going in and raiding their stuff but all sorts of like proxy wars and trying to diminish their influence and resources through other means um but yeah i suppose i suppose the uh the ultimate uh fall of the berlin wall could be considered something close to what we we're talking about mm-hmm. so uh, you might be right about that late to the yep. party said uh, long time no see great quality reporting lately matt especially with the updates of the abortion story You've more integrity than the MSM. Uh, I'll just cross sure. my fingers and and hope that you address. <laughs> there, he wants me. To, he he says I have not become as thoroughly pilled as I need to be. He'll come. But, there. He'll get around. Yeah. Him. Well, I, I appreciate the compliments. Thank you for that. And uh, and there was a, a, speaking of the ten year old abortion story. There's a very thorough report uh, over at Town Hall 
this week. If you want to see a breakdown of the uh, what evidence there is on social media about the relationship between this mom and her boyfriend, who was the father of the child that this 10 year old aborted and is now facing rape charges. A lot more details on that. Phil says, are we finally at the point where the benefits of being around uh, Phil. criminals outweighs the cost? Can someone tell me what is the what are the supposed benefits? Uh, what are the benefits? <laughs> what the benefits actually are? I'm trying to read Tippy Stream and translate Phil at the same time. Give me a break. <laughs> you, <laughs> Phil's. Phil says you can't use basketball or track and field in your explanation. Okay. <laughs> I don't have a way for people to message Phil. I don't. Uh, or is he saying, is that the challenge to me or to us? I don't know. I don't he says, know. can someone tell me? So it's just an open challenge. Well, um, I'll leave. I'll leave Phil's challenge open. Ooga Booga Lou says Matt and I once allegedly <laughs> really <laughs> Matt and I once allegedly caught the monkeypox from some aggravated black Nazi sodomites. I wonder if there was monkeypox at the uh, at the Black Hitler house. Do you think there, there might yes. have been? There's a 100 percent chance they all had monkeypox. Yes. I suppose this piece of shit. They probably got age, you know. Uh, all right. I think we're all set. Let me give a quick Let me refresh. Double check. That's good because it is a billion degrees up here. It, it's uh, even with the oh, AC, it heats up in this room as well. I have but no I'm AC. Not, I'm sweating my balls I'm off. I'm sure I'm it's not terrible. in the same. Yeah, I'm sure I'm not quite as bad as your situation is right now. Um, polar bear. I lived in two states, Massachusetts and California. Wait, Massachusetts is MA. Yeah. Okay. Appreciate the channel and info. You two give me plenty of red pills to use as weapons, but it's a brain dead zombie horde I'm facing. So keep mm. them coming. You'll be okay. It's going to be fine. Well, Godspeed in that struggle. And thank you for fighting the good fight and for supporting the show as well. Yep. Okay. Well, that will do it. Uh, Appreciate everybody, as always, for hanging out with us this evening and for your support for the show and your hilarious and challenging chats, as always. If you are listening later on demand, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. And if you uh, need more to listen to, if you can't get enough, of course, there's extra content on the audio platforms. They're linked in the description and over on the website, mattchristensenmedia.com. You can find the Wednesday call-in show replays. You can find some of Blonde's interviews. You can find extra material that might not be on YouTube. And speaking of the website, you want to find anything show related. You want to buy some merch. You want to get in touch with us. You just want to find the latest episode of the show. MattChristensenMedia.com is the place you find all of those things. We'll be back next Sunday because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it is not Meet the Press. It is the Matt and Blonde Show. Have a great night and a great week. Bye, guys. <laughs>